Bam, we're live. I always wonder how the show starts for you guys. What is it? Is it the thumbnail? And then all of a sudden, the thumbnail's gone and the show just starts? You could be like somewhere else in the room and you're just waiting for it to come on or something. And then you hear the audio turn on? Or what, how, how do you know the show starts? Is it the thumbnail? After I, I think after every show is recorded, I don't know what the what the time uh, domain is on it, but after after a little bit, it gets uh, shoved over to Rumble. We have some automated process where it goes to Rumble. I just wish we could figure out how to make it go live on Rumble. Uh, some of you guys have been putting timestamps in the comments. I really, 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 really appreciate that. When you guys put timestamps in the comments, uh, that saves me so much time. It's 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 uh, it's so awesome. And I appreciate it. So those of you who've been doing that, when you see parts of the show you like, and then you put timestamps, so then I can just grab them and then just uh, upload them to wherever, YouTube, that's awesome. And it looks like we'll be getting our Instagram going again. We had... Uh, Brand said are doing it for a while, then he moved on to bigger and better things, and so now we're just uh, in a holding pattern, but it looks like it's going to get going again. Josh, what's up, dude? Hey. Hey, what's going on? Can you hear me perfectly? Yeah, totally. Oh, that's my life, too. You got the rain going. Are you in California? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Me, too. Oh, yeah, yeah. I had a feeling. I was like, he said, I kept looking up what PST meant, and I'm like, that's this time zone, right? Like, why are we... Um, uh, and usually when we try to do podcasts with people in California, they're like, really? 7 a.m.? <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. I was very, very upset. But I was like, ah, fuck it. I don't know. I've, I've woken up uh, a lot earlier for a lot. Um, well, shit, I didn't want to be up for. So I actually, I wouldn't <laughs> mind doing this at 7 a.m. Hey, I really appreciate it. In the future, when we have you on, we'll move it. We'll make it to a time that's conducive to you. What city are you in? I'm in uh, Glassell Park right now. Where is that? What is that northern That's, or southern? Uh yeah, Southern Cal, uh Los Angeles. I'm in um uh it's like ten minutes outside of Glendale. I just tell people Glendale because nobody knows where Glassville Park is, even if they've been in California for like twenty years. Okay. So I rarely see a comedian do an Armenian joke. And on your Instagram I saw an Armenian joke and I'm like, how does he even know what Armenians are? <laughs> and then I was yeah, like, ah, because he's in I should have known. I should have known. <laughs> I should have oh, known. that's one of my favorite jokes. Thanks. Yeah, yeah. I live in because I, I live in uh, Glendale. Well, technically Glendale. Um, my uh, gym, which is Gold's Gym, it's in the, uh, at the Glendale Gallery. I'm sorry if the rain is too loud. You can't even hear. No, me. you're good. You're I, good. You're good, brother. You're good. Okay, great. Because I do have roommates, and I'm like, ah, I don't want them to fucking talk to me about the uh, whatever. But uh, yeah, so I go to uh, Gold's Gym at the Glendale Galleria, and it's just nothing but Armenians there who all train and do Muay Thai. And uh -huh, wow. uh, I, I'm around them all the time. I'm around so many vape shops. So, yeah, it's <laughs> like a lot of people didn't know who Armenians were until they got here. Yeah. Is that is that big business for the Armenians? Because every time I've flown into L.A., my Uber driver's Armenian. And after like yeah. five minutes, I, I hear he's got like 20 Uber cars and that's his business. It's like every Armenian's in the Uber business. Is the vape business big for them, too? It's the vape business. It's um, luxury car dealerships, which are all fronts for, you know, uh, drugs and more than likely guns. Uh, okay, good. Yeah, good. they're like the mafia over here. But they're a lot fun. They're, they're a lot of fun. And uh, th that's awfully uh, racist and prejudiced of you to uh, pigeonhole us in uh, vape stores and 
<laughs> it's so funny. Uh, so I'm obviously 100% Armenian, and uh, it. My dad came to this country, and guess what he did? He ran a fucking what? liquor store. He ran a fucking liquor store. A Middle Eastern guy comes to the United States and runs a liquor store. Go figure. It's so funny how uh, people get freaked out by stereotypes. And 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 uh and the store next to my dad's liquor store was a jewelry store, and that was another Armenian guy. And then the guy <laughs> across the street was a carpet store, and that was an Iranian guy. And it's like, yeah, people, certain people from certain ethnicities will gravitate um, to uh, to certain businesses. I'm trying to like I'm trying to think the last time I went to a um, cleaner. And uh, the owners weren't Asian. Yeah, um, it's just I actually got uh, I did uh, I did alterations for a few jackets, uh, and the woman behind the counter was an Armenian woman. So that that is, but it, so that that Glendale is that one guy. Glendale transcends everything. Everyone there is Armenian. <laughs> Everyone there, no, literally, it's nothing but wedding dresses. You also notice that too. I'm like, huh? There's normally none of this where I'm from, but 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 it is. I mean, you guys do it better. I will, I will say that you guys are very family oriented, and you guys seem to value the dollar. I think most European immigrants do that. So, I mean, it's definitely uh, aspirational. It was a trip for me living in uh, Northern California, and then I, you know, going to Glendale and going into a Safeway because you know there's no Armenians up here, and then going down there, and it was like, holy shit, everyone in the Safeway speaks Armenian. Like the checkers, the back, it was weird. It's a, it was a really trippy phenomenon yeah armenian women are very very beautiful truly they are i spent i spent a little bit of time in armenia and uh, i was i was quite surprised another another thing is is i'm surprised I, i'm i'm five five and i thought that uh, when i would go to armenia i would be tall but no i'm i'm short just like i'm short in the states i'm short um i was short in armenia I'm 5'4", and uh, I can only buy jackets made by Asians uh, or Italians because the men of these races are very, very short. You know what's crazy about you being 5'4"? Is um, you are completely proportional. Ah, that, you know what? Genuinely, so if what, like when you see you on video, say, say that again? That's like some of the best comp. I've gotten that before, but not like this prominent. And that is just one of my favorite compliments. I appreciate that. Thank you so well, much. There, there <laughs> becomes a point when a dude drops under like five, six, where there's like weird shit. Like his forearms yeah. don't match his thighs, matches feet, matches head. And like, you can see him from, uh, uh, I don't a hundred feet away. And you're like, yeah, something's fucked up there. Like he got like, he didn't, he's not down syndrome. No, but, just like either but too something's big of a torso, wrong. too big yes. of a torso, too small of legs or too big legs and, small torso so i understood that going into it i'm very 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 meticulous about my overall appearance yeah which is why like i can only get like jackets that like, are cropped with like very like low hands sometimes it'll be a woman's jacket because it, it only looks good like the, the jacket right. goes too low past the waist right i can't i like wearing clothes that look like they were made for me specifically so like it'll be anything from like uh maybe like a top gun maverick jacket that like tom cruise wore because he's like five eight or something like that or it'll be like uh uh like very very slim chinos anything yeah, that makes yeah. the body look like I'm taller than I actually am or everything just looks very well fit it's it's a very yeah uh, before I, I want to talk to you about being 54 uh, for mm. a second but before I do I want to introduce everyone to uh, how you popped up on my radar I'm going to play this clip from um, Instagram <laughs> and this hey, is everybody, by the way it's Thanks. uh this is Josh Shakespeare and uh I, this clip popped up 
on my Instagram and I was an uh, uh, instant fan. Yeah. Um, and, and, and I so think nice. I, I, I'm, I'm viral, yeah. I can't wait to get to your origins, how you got to think the way you think, because for me, it was, uh, how, how old are you? I'm 24 now. Yeah, it didn't happen. To, I'm 50 and it didn't happen to me until I was like 48. And it took a lot of people fucking reprogramming me. But it's amazing how clearly you think. But anyway. Uh, oh, thanks. Here, I appreciate that. <laughs> here we go. This is the clip I saw that got my attention. Here we go. So funny. Kyle Reynolds is hilarious though because he, 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 went to, he went to a BLM protest, a Black Lives Matter protest. There was like 100,000 black people there. And he specifically only shot and killed like a domestic abuser and a pedophile. <laughs> That's why it's hilarious. Everybody was like, oh, he's a white supremacist. I was like, nigga, are you sure this nigga's not the Punisher? Like, <laughs> 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 nigga woke up and chose justice. That's so funny. Um, how, how, so when you come up with that, and, and, and also I, I'm a, uh, I'm a uh, closet comedian. I'm such a wannabe <laughs> comedian. N- uh, never been on stage. I hide here in my little office and crack jokes to people on the internet. How, how, how did you come up with that? Do you remember when that, joke hit you uh oh that's a good question do i remember when that joke hit me yeah it was actually uh so rarely does this happen but it was over the span of two days like most jokes takes comedians like weeks months sometimes years a lot of the times but for me um because it was uh it was a joke where i thought to myself okay so we have the fact here and how can i just kind of flip it on everybody else oh very, very difficult to to make facts that make people uncomfortable a lot of the times funny. Um, uh, especially when there's like this, this level of denial going around the country. There's like this atmospheric admitting that I'm wrong would somehow um, reshape my whole identity. So it was, yeah, I was, a, it was nighttime. Um, and I was planning on going up the, like the next day. So it just, it, I was wow. writing and I was like, let me just come up with this idea. Let me just see if I can just, take another stab at this because I've tried to make jokes about this in the past, like maybe right when it happened, like a year or a year ago, because it was a trial that was going on for a very long time. I tried to make dozens and dozens of jokes about it and it just, they just never worked. Um, but it was on that angle of like a white guy who you guys call a white supremacist that only shot other white people. That'd be like the worst. That's like the worst white supremacist I've ever met in my life. Like I used to have a joke where I'd be like, if I worked for the KKK and Kyle came into the office that day and he was like, yeah, by the way, I went to a BLM protest. I didn't kill any black people, but I tried to, I'd be like, dude, you're fired. You're demoted. You, you're demoted. Shut the wrong guys. Turn in, your, turn in your hood, please. You didn't Why even you- get an Arab or an Armenian. You just got straight white dudes. <laughs> and they had like tattoos. They look like one of us. Why are yeah. you, do you know how to do this? Hey, it, it is, it is pretty crazy. Uh, and, and then you have to – well, on top of that, you have to be up to on all the current events, right? You have to read about it. Like I had to go out of my way and read that the guy – one of the guys that was shot was got out of jail earlier that day or the night before. He had sodomized like seven kids between the age of seven and 16. Like I had to like dig to find that and that he was actually going down the street screaming nigga. Like that's what yeah. he was doing. And Literally. that dude took a – and it's like w- – wait. Uh, maybe Kyle Rittenhouse was with the BLM protest. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, are you fucking kidding me? How is any, I mean, I I don't want to condone violence, but how is anyone upset? I mean, I'm a father of three kids. How is anyone upset that that guy got killed? 
Oh yeah, no, I, I was. Uh, I said this before. Um, so, but you have to research that. What if your audience didn't know the answer to that? What if they didn't know that? Then do they not get the joke? They would see a lot of what in my standup um, because I cover a lot of topics just like this. A lot of it is explaining. A lot of set. A lot of the setup is explaining, and then making the joke. And then the the trick is to be as interesting as possible for that amount of time it takes for you to explain something. Where you go, oh well, he said this, and people think this. Here's the joke. So it, it is a, a, like uh, playing tennis almost with the audience and seeing if they know how to use their racket. It's 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 a lot. But I found out I knew about the whole Kyle Rittenhouse situation, like sort of the day it was the days following the incident and the independent leaks. I'm not sure if you were on Twitter at the time, but when a lot of these I, I, riots I don't do too much Twitter. I'm stuck on Instagram. Very yeah, neither, yeah, neither do I. I, I left <laughs> Twitter years ago. Um, but like, uh, I followed many, many accounts at the time, um, uh, through like a burner Twitter account where I just use it just to maybe like look for material or whatever. Yeah. And, um, yeah, like, like the day after it happened, people would post independent links or videos from people that were around Kyle at the time. So I kind of knew the truth as it was coming out by like Andy No. And all these other um, independent. Yeah, actually, uh, it's funny. I do know. Journalists. I say I don't do Twitter, but I know his Twitter. I know that dude's Twitter account. I get notifications. Exactly. Exactly. And so when the riots were happening, he like had like the videos ground level of everything that was going on whenever before this CNN or any kind of corrupt news source could get their hands on it. So I, I kind of immediately knew like the day after he shot the guys, I saw the video of Kyle with there, like, oh, yeah, I'm here to like clean up for the businesses and shit. And I was like, oh, he didn't. He didn't literally did anything wrong to me. So, um, so yeah. He, I think he's gonna get rich, Josh. Um, he, I think he already is. Have you seen his girlfriend? I mean, no. Amazing. Is she smoking? He's very, very attractive. Absolutely gorgeous. Good for him. Yeah, yeah. I think he's. I think those law. I think he's gonna win those lawsuits against those, uh, like CNN and stuff. And I think he's gonna get crazy rich. As he should. Same thing with the Covington kids. So. Is uh, which one is the Covington kid? Is that the one at uh, at the steps of the Lincoln Memorial? I believe so. Where the uh, where he was just smiling, and yeah, they, the Native American guy and him are in a face to face off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then like everybody across the country were like, "I know that smile." You know what's crazy is I fell for that. Yeah, that's before it's, it's I saw so easy. before. Before I saw the, all the footage, I, I thought, you know, in my in my mind, I had thought that he went over and was taunting the Native American guy. And then when you see the whole footage, you see the Native American guy came over and got in his face. And at that point, I was like, yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't tolerate any adult getting in my son's face like that. No, no, absolutely not. And optic wise, I'm going to be completely honest. Uh, just yeah. because I don't concern myself with any of this too much, just uh -huh. looking at the photo, I'm like, okay, I could see how it looks like he's laughing in the guy's face and he's taunting right. but i'm like oh it's the completely different it ah oh, it was it was I, I completely no 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 shame no judgment i get it yeah great it's it, it's it's crazy um how, how long have you been doing stand-up i've been doing uh, it for four years now and and how many ups is that meaning like what do you mean like ups? how many times have you gotten in front of a crowd and in uh in peddled jokes, peddled humor. It's gotta be like it, it's gotta be like at least over a thousand now. There's like a little bit yeah. over a thousand. I, I can't even believe that. That the, the few comics that I've had on here, that's what they do. Um I had uh um this guy on here, Hans. I don't know if you know him, but he's I saw him from um Kill Tony. 
He's an Asian dude. He's had a couple things go viral too. And he and sounds I think familiar. He got, I think he got a gig opening for Joe Rogan, but he told me that he was living in a van doing two shows a day for like yeah. a year. And I'm like, I can't even get my head wrapped around that. There are a lot of us who actively choose to live in our cars and, and their vans too. I know a few comedians like that as well. Yeah. And they do. And they manage to, they manage. So, you know, as long as they do what they love and, I wouldn't choose to live in a van if I had the choice, but you know. Yeah, I don't think he. I don't think he wanted to. It was. I don't think he wanted to, especially it was in New York City. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Jesus Christ! I didn't know it was yeah. in New York. Yeah. Oh fuck that! No, I had the choice because I'm from Connecticut. I had the choice to either live in New York or L.A., and I chose L.A. because of the weather. And I realize I'm saying that as it's hailing right now, but but you get the. Um. Is is it weird being in the hive? L.A. is really fucked up. Like worse than um, North. By that I mean you got all the dudes who are just completely terrified of COVID, the masks, the crazy wokeness, the un- unable hell. to distinguish between um, you know gender and sex. All, all you got all my my all the relatives. You know we haven't gone to family gatherings down there because we wouldn't wear a mask. Oh yeah, and I commend you guys for sticking to it. Truly, um, you guys are very very strong. I, I still to this very day. Despite the fact that people still want to forget all of this happened or how they behaved for the past three years, despite the Project Veritas video, I, I, I commend you. And, I, and uh, we, we would have gotten along very, very well during the pandemic, if that's the case. But um, is it hard uh, yeah, being there? It, um, it, it used to be for, it used to be hell for the first uh, right during and then after the pandemic. Um, but now it feels as if we fully a lot of people have fully let it go because I, I went to, uh, there's like this business that I, there's this comedy, you know, the comedy store, right? I don't know it. I mean, I know of it just because of from, just from Instagram, from seeing all the, the comedians there. Right. Right. So on that strip and in the areas where like the, the big cities and stuff, um, those areas, uh, I went past a store that I used to walk down to go to the comedy store all the time. And they used to have outdoor seating. And I went there again about like a week ago, it's gone. You know when they would have like those uh, translucent setups on the curve so people could just like sit outside, but like if people walked by, COVID wouldn't get them or some shit. Uh-huh. That's gone now. So I was like, oh, wow, we're, we're fully completely out of it, but you still see people wearing masks. But yeah, everyone here basically used to be a Nazi for, for about like two years straight, three years straight, if anything. And I can't. Despite, I, oh, go ahead. No, no, you go ahead. Despite, sorry, you go ahead. No, I was going to say, like, despite me reminding them, they, they seem to not care or want to remember. So, but go ahead. Are they scared now that they um, that they all got the shot and they're seeing what's coming out? Are they scared? Absolutely. I, I, I'd say so, yes. I, I was um, doing a show last night. No, no, no. Um, a couple of nights ago, I was on stage, and I was like, hey, did you guys see the Project Veritas video? And then, like, one guy, like, laughed and said no. Because he was like, because he knew what I was talking about, but he was like, no, I didn't see it. And I was like, you did see it. And it was that. It was in that moment that I realized, oh, like this video has like over a million views just in the span of a couple of hours. I know most people have probably seen it, but just are pretending they haven't. So it, it's because it it's too scary. Awkward. It's too scary, right? It's way, way too. Yeah, of course. I mean, imagine seeing something so uh, identity shattering. See, imagine seeing that where you just you literally see the supervillain. You found out that the drug you took. To, that you thought was going to save your life is actually a ticking time bomb. Yeah, you were you, you you were the experiment. You were a the heart experiment. attack. Yeah, yeah, you were Literally. the experiment. 
I, I, I love seeing memes like that where they were like, uh, like I know people that can't afford water right now, but the but the vaccine comes with a free burger and fries. I was like, yeah. you, you know, but yeah. I was like, come on, you know. And then you have what's going on with in, in Ohio right now, and and medical professionals telling everyone it's okay. I'm like, these are the people who said they had your best interest at heart, health wise, two years ago. So it doesn't it just doesn't pan out. But you know, it is it is horrible out here. Is it all fodder for your comedy? Uh, absolutely, it's it's a blessing in disguise. It's it's a it's bittersweet because I get a lot of material from it, but then at the same time, I get a little too frustrated, and then I get I start to get a little unfunny. So yeah, 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 yeah. You definitely don't want to do that. No, it's but it's a hard it's a hard line to walk because a lot of these things do make you very passionate. There was this um, clip going around of a New York City comic, and he was talking about. I, I wish I had it, but it just reminded me of it. And his whole shtick is just bashing the people who live in New York City about how if, if it wasn't for the people in the Midwest, if it wasn't for the the red states, you wouldn't be able, you wouldn't have milk, you wouldn't have food, you wouldn't have electricity. And he's just, it, it's a fucking. I'll, if I find it, I'll send it to you. But I wonder Absolutely. if you could. I wonder if you could make a whole. Can you survive there? Just your shtick, just being bashing liberals. Um, Bill, who is um, it? Bill Burr. He's kind of gone down that route, right? Yeah, is that the guy thinking? Um, yeah, yeah, you are. Yeah, you're thinking of him. And um, and, and Bill Maher's kind of flipped the script, right? And Bill Maher's kind of flipped yeah. the script. Yeah, he has. He really has. Um, I was never a Bill Maher avid supporter or anything like that because it was just that wasn't really my thing. That that type of late night. But I have seen a few of his clips recently and he's he's he seems like he knows what he's talking about um bill does do that um it's always great to see bill go up because he has a way of for some reason making it work because not everybody could pull it off even myself included so yeah it, it, it and that's not all my material either it's just it's just bashing liberals these are these are just you just catch the most controversial opinions that i make jokes about that um exist sort of in like this little bubble of time because, you know, I wanted to drop a lot of these jokes before people officially stop caring or don't remember who I'm talking about anymore. So, uh, yeah. But no, no, no. That, I wouldn't say that's my entire shtick would be shitting on liberals. It's more so just like being like, well, this is your argument and let's unpack it. Fair, fair. That and and that sounds better to keep a clear mind. Were you were you ever uh, a liberal? Did you have? Did you did you make a journey? Did you make a journey that you would think is a blue to red pill journey? No, no. no. I've always just been. I've always just been centrist as far as like, or or rather moderate as far as just heavily capitalizing on common sense. Um, because a lot of people now are seeing things coming out about certain conservatives or certain Republicans as right. far as inconsistencies in their and their logic or what they claim they fight for. And then you see this on both sides. So I'm just like, right. yeah, I agree. If they have a lot of, if they have too much money or, or a lot of money like that, they, they, they usually aren't, they usually don't have your best interest despite what they may say, but some may be better than others, but I'm like, eh, I'd rather just be like, all right, that's just not right. But let's just make fun of it at the end of the day. Were you born in LA? No, I was born in uh, Florida, but raised in Connecticut. Yeah, uh, just from a young age, you went to Connecticut. Uh, yeah, like I, I was like probably like three or something when I moved over to Connecticut. Like I had, I didn't even remember. I had no idea what was going on. And and it was and that's where you were raised until uh until you came out to L.A. Yeah, until uh nineteen. 
um, like at the age of 19, that's when my mother and I drove across the States from Connecticut all the way to California. And then I moved out here. So, yeah. And why did you drive across with her? So we, it was too much to like move all my stuff via like flight. So um, she booked the flight like a few days in advance. And then we drove across the States just so she could basically make that flight back to Connecticut. Cause we also got the car in Connecticut and then drove it here. We couldn't like, it, it was too much to have it moved from Connecticut over there. And is over that, was that your, was that your f- first time leaving home? Absolutely. Yes. So at 19, um, your mom helped you move to Los Angeles to, and were you going to school here in Los, in Los Angeles? No. Or pers- what was no. the goal? The goal was just to find a job here. Um, and do just acting and comedy because uh, I did it when I was 18. I used to travel back and forth from Connecticut to New York to do background acting. And then at that time, I was in a couple of major shows that were going on in New York, like Law and Order or um, uh, Tell Me a Story on like TBS, like the streaming platform uh, or CBS, excuse me. And uh, yeah, so I was like, you know what, let me just fully move to, because there is no comedy scene or acting scene in Connecticut. So I was like, I can't, I want to kill myself from here any longer. So I, uh, I just decided to move over here to the Golden State. Um, and what is the, uh, is there a goal? Um, is the goal to be an actor, uh, a film actor, TV, stage, and the comedy is just to keep you sharp? Or is it just to, what is the goal? H- how do you see what you're doing? How do you see and yourself? The goal, um, the goal is to just be really, 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 really good at comedy, really, really funny, uh, make comedy and make content that people can really connect with. Um, it, it used to not be like that. It used to just be like, oh, I want to have this hot take and go viral. But now there's like a, a much more holistic approach to it. So there's that. And then, yeah, I also do want to be uh, really, really good at acting. I want to be successful at acting, like do do commercials and TV shows and stuff like that. It used to be I, I want to be like this. I used to really, really want to be this like almost Denzel type of actor where I'm like winning Oscars and stuff. But I was like, nah, I actually have more of a passion for, for comedy specifically. So, so I'd say the the acting is just to keep that side sharp. And and there's also like the financial aspect of it, but yeah, comedy seems to be the first love. And then I also make my own videos. So yeah, I can see director and uh, writer in the future, like for scripts and stuff. Cause I've always done that even when I was younger. So yeah, the, you, there's a lot of effort, um, and thought and details into, into the videos on your YouTube. I always trip on that. I'm like, Oh man, he, he spent, he spent, you know, six hours setting this up for, you know, a, a 45 second video. And yeah, it was how a lot of the content is uh, going back. It's, it's not that good, but I did put the, my best foot forward. I did cut corners a lot when I was uh, younger in the game. Um, but now that I'm older now and seeing what it takes, I'm like, oh, should I need a new computer? I need this type of equipment just, just to make the process a little bit faster because I'm using a very old computer at the moment. So, um, but I did, yeah, I, uh, I did a lot of the content before it was, uh, good. A lot of it was bad, but some of it was great and I did have a lot of fun making it. So, so, uh, two, 250 days a year, you're on stage for the last four years. You could say so. Yeah. Yeah, I'd say that. And and do you ever do two a days? Uh, yeah, I I um the past uh dare I say month um yeah has been two to three going up two to three times um every other day. 
Oh shit. And do you hate that? Or do you like that? A little bit of both. I think, yeah, every, I mean, even like the, the, the best actor, the best comedian, eventually you're going to start to hate it and then like it and then love it. And then it's, it's everything has like its own ebb and flow. I think chefs hate making food sometimes. Hey, Josh, as these four years go on, do you see yourself taking more and more risks? So I've been doing this podcast every day for, let's say, two years. I'm, I, I don't know if that's true, but let's just say every morning, 7 a.m. I do this podcast. And, awesome. um, and I go through uh, little growth spurts in like things that I'm willing to take the risk to do. So I've been using I've been in the last like five or six months, I'll, I'll do voices. Like if someone does something to annoy me, like like if, if I'm uh, if I'm reading a, something Joe Biden said or something, some I'm like, oh, and Joe's really scared of the and, and, and the first time I did that, I'm like, holy shit, what am I doing? Or like I'll sing Great. a few bars, even though I can't sing and I'll catch myself taking risks that I would have never taken. Do, is do you um do you, how 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 do you develop do you when you see yourself getting better or developing are you kind of shocked to see to see stuff that comes out of your mouth you're like oh and you get a little bit of panic even no not panic um there have been times in the past where it was mild shock at like well where did that come from but the more um let's see do you know what I'm saying? Like if you, you have to constantly be developing and pushing further, right? Let's say you're a high wire artist um, and, and you start walking on a, on a rope that's like eight inches wide. But by then, every, every year you got to make it narrow and narrow and take more and more risks. And then eventually you have to learn how to juggle. And then you got to get out there on a unicycle. And then you got to get out there holding a the bitch with one hand. And it's like, holy shit. I mean, it, it, I, I'm assuming it's got to be like that with comedy. You have to. Yeah. Because I feel like that with the podcast, I have to every day do something that makes me a little uncomfortable and push the margins of my failure, you know, push out. To Absolutely. The That's exactly. Yeah. I, I'd say what it is, is just you're just getting more comfortable with it, which I, as a comedian, it takes. And it's interesting because it takes um, different elements for different people. I was uh, Andrew Schultz. I'm not sure if you're familiar with who that. Is. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. He has my favorite quote about stand up comedy. He was like, stand up comedy is like being a basketball player. But every time you get on the court, the hoop is a different height. So you get more comfortable, but it's very case by case. Not everybody gets comfortable or pushes their own boundaries the way you and I do at our own at the same exact pace. So but you are getting more confident, which a lot a lot of artists do in their craft, the more they do it. So, yeah. I'd say that's the way it is for everybody, but it's just our our uh, measure of evolution is just different because you know I'm 24 and you're I'm not sure how you said 50. Uh, I yeah exactly I couldn't I thought you were like younger 40 so yeah thank you thank you thank you you should see when yeah. I shave I look like I'm 17 you should see me naked I look like I'm 12 nice. Uh, so, so then your mom brings you out here and, and did you already have an apartment and some money saved? Like, how do you do that? Did you have relatives? Uh oh, you froze. Repeat. Okay. Uh, yeah, you're back. Repeat that. So, so you come out here with your mom, she drops you off and do you have money saved for an apartment or something? Or do you stay with relatives or how does, how do you, how do you yeah. uh, get, get your feet? Yeah. On the yeah. So I moved. So I got here, um, we, before this, we, uh, before we officially drove out here, we flew out here for a week to set up appointments to look for apartments. Um, and the one we ended up going with was a basically hostel with like 50 people all living in one house and in bunk beds and all in the same room. And, 
Um, there was like multiple rooms in this house and there was like one girl's room. It was co-ed. And then there was like everywhere else was boys. And, um, it was like two other bunk beds in my room and the rent was only 600 a month. Uh, and yeah, it was in like a shady part of downtown Los Angeles, but it wasn't that dangerous. Nothing bad ever really happened to me. Thank God. Um, but there was like roaches there and there was like a few mice in the stove and everything was just dirty and everyone there didn't clean up after themselves. So that was like our first spot. And my mother like hated it, but I was like, this is, this is how I know I'm actually doing this. So, um, and everybody has to start out somewhere. Um, and I did have a few, uh, uh, some money saved up at the time. So yeah. And, and then I had a job too, because central casting was also in New York at the time. And then I just switched over to California. So what what's that mean central casting that's just the agency that i went through at the time like to do background acting like oh, that's okay. how i did law and order in new york and yeah and uh, it's funny uh, people in the comments are like holy shit 600 for a hostel because you know in some places in the country 600 is your mortgage and you own the house yeah and you were living with yeah. mice and, and 49 other dudes in a house yep yeah yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. And and then um and then how quickly before you got your feet on the ground and started getting gigs, like started f- finding your home. What did you call the place? The comedy store? Yeah, but that that, that's not my it, home. Like I don't I don't That's no, not like I don't regularly go up at the comedy store at all, but like um that's like a place I frequently go to. Like I frequently go to different comedy clubs, but like I'm not I'm not even at the level that people think I'm at as we speak. Uh I'm still like slightly known but like not like off to the side. Um right. But People started to know me around like year two when I still kept doing it during the pandemic. So yeah. And and, and where do you do? And what, so so where do you do it? Is it just anywhere? It's just looking for places where there's stand up uh, before local bands, coffee shops. Like you're just constantly hustling yep. to find spots. To Absolutely. Get up. Yeah. Yes, that's exactly what it is, and it never stops. And then there's like dry periods for a lot of people, especially. Um, yeah, even as an actor, you'll see this where you're like, get booked for like a, a while, a one month, and that goes by nothing, and then it's just ebb and flow. Um, is it uh, exhilarating or depressing, or it, it needs both. both, both, all the time? Yeah, it's a, I, I get, and that's kind of why I chose those. It's exhilarating because you're getting, the, you have to, you, you're putting yourself out there, and it's depressing because. You're constantly putting yourself out there. Yeah, absolutely. It's stressful. Very, very stressful. But worth it. Of course, dude. It, it, and, and the truth is, um, from afar, I think it's what um, every every person would want to do. From afar, it's like, holy shit. Like every 24-year-old, you're, you're, kind of, you're living the dream. Oh, thanks. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. Do you, you, and you don't have any responsibility. You don't have kids or a dog or a cat. It's just you. No, thank God. Yeah, I fuck, do want a dog dude. though. Yeah, uh, don't do it. Don't do it. There'll be plenty of time. Get a girlfriend okay. with a dog. Get a girlfriend All with right. a dog. I'll try to do <laughs> don't that. Don't do first. it. Uh, so so then you're so you're in this hostel, and how long do you stay in this hostel? Um, till during the pandemic, um, because. Uh, as you know, like a lot of people started to move home back home. Uh, a lot of people moved from LA back to their house. Sadly, they came back, but, um, a a lot of people moved to their hometown and, uh, the manager of the hostel at the time 
was like, all right, we can't, because too many people are moving out, we can't keep it going. So we're going to shut the house down. And then I just moved in with uh, one of the guys I knew there that I was, uh, that I got along with well at the time. So the two of you found another spot. Yeah. Was he freaked out about COVID? No, we were very like-minded. We were like, we're not, we don't give a fuck. Yeah. And you're healthy. You take care of yourself. You don't eat like shit. You're not obese. No, no. I go to the gym pretty much every other day. So, uh, uh, Dogs are the best. No, see the problem with dogs are is they 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 might be the best, but um he doesn't need anything holding him back. He he's he wants to take off in a rocket ship. Uh, does he CrossFit? You fuck around with CrossFit? Uh yeah, actually I love calisthenics. I do boxing, so yeah. Oh sweet. Uh, on your own, like shadow boxing, or just you? Yeah. Or you got a trainer? On my own, I used to have a trainer, and now I, I now I do it independently. Um, but I just I stay sharp and I follow a bunch of boxing accounts and I try to do like a little light sparring with anyone at the gym that I can, that I'm comfortable with doing it with. So. Yeah, that's cool as shit. And, and, and what about the CrossFit? You just do that on your own, like set up in a little corner of the, of the, the global gym or you actually go to a CrossFit gym? No, I actually do. I do it by myself, like in my own, uh, little section of gold gym. Like, cause they don't even have like a sled push. So I have to like makeshift my own sled push. Like, you yeah. know, those black boxes where people like jump on them. I'd have to put weights on them and then just drag it and push it back and forth. Yeah. And, and people give you shit for that, for doing that in the gym? No, no. They're like, oh, that's like a really smart idea. I'm like, yeah, we don't have like a lot of asphalt. We don't have fake grass. We don't have like a large fake grass field. It's for a lot of women in booty shorts to just kind of like pretend stretch. So I have to kind of make do with what I have at that time. So I like pretend stretching people. Yeah, there's, they're always very funny to me. It's like, that's not a, it, real, it, that's not a real pose. And, and, and you were doing F45 for a while too, I saw on your Instagram. F forty five. What is that? Oh, I th- uh, F. Uh, it's it's kind of like um, CrossFit. It's it's a knockoff. It's Marky Mark's. It's Mark Wahlberg's knockoff. Way back in your Instagram account, I saw you at an F forty five gym. You don't recall? This is old. This is. I think you're talking about. Um, it's not Planet Fitness. Speakeasy Fitness. I don't know. I just saw you. Like you. You look like you just sweat. Done some sweating. And maybe I could find it. Hey, do you archive your account? Do you call your account? Or is that everything you've ever posted? Because you don't really have a lot of posts. No, no. Some some of it is archived. But yeah, I don't have a lot of posts. And what you're seeing is, is me being very, very well versed on how to use hashtags and sort of marketing. So yeah, I don't have a lot of posts. Normally, you'd see someone with like this, the the, the amount of followers I keep getting with, a, with like over a thousand posts, which I do actually want to reach. Yeah. Uh, at a certain point but yeah i don't um some of it is archived but genuinely that is just about as much as i post here and there i'll archive some posts uh, like even reposts so but yeah no i that's just that's mainly a thing i posted so far um uh the so then there's that and there's kd mma which is an old uh which is a gym like sort of up the street um it's an mma gym but that's where i learned boxing so that could be what you're talking about Okay, maybe it is. I'm I'm scrolling through here. Hey, the girl that you did the uh, podcast after sex with is that an Armenian girl? No, um, that was oh. uh, she's a Jewish woman uh, actress slash model. Uh, yeah, yeah, Sarah. So, so when you wanted, oh wait, did I find it? Did I find that for you? When you want to do a bit like that, are you like, how does that work? You're like, hey, come over to my house. I got this idea. Um, you're going to be getting out of bed and getting dressed. And I'm going to mm. talk about the sex we had. 
Yeah, I had to get. She's hey, like, oh, are get... you fucking crazy, Josh? Fuck you! I'm yeah, not doing that. Yeah, How about you exactly, get in bed exactly. and I'll and, and and I'll and I'll talk about you. <laughs> hey, that could no, be yeah. that could be pretty funny to do the, to have her version too. By the way. Yeah, I was. You know, oh my god, <laughs> everybody and their mother was like, "Oh, you should keep doing this." Here's another yes. idea. Here's a. I was like, "Yeah," but then it's like you got to keep it consistent, and that is in and of itself a niche. I and I didn't want to do that. I wanted to have this thing sort of exist just for what it is even though people right. were like yeah you should make like an episode two or three or four and i'm like uh, no you, you trust me you don't want that in theory you'd think it you'd want it it'd be like coming to america like you think you want it you don't just leave it right, alone right right but um but uh yeah that was a lot of fun i did i got her through uh another female comedian that i was friends with at the time i was like do you know any actresses that are willing to do this because i don't want to cold call anyone and be like, hey, this is what the idea is. Be like, we'll be much better if I was doing it through a woman. And Sarah is already low key a nude model, so she was totally fine, and she was down with whatever. So that was a lot, yeah, a lot of fun. Was, that was a fun day. Yeah, she was great. Yeah, yeah, she was. A lot she played. She played her role great. I, I had this friend, um, Travis Bajant, tell me one time that there's two kinds of vacations. There's vacations that are too long and then that are vacations that are too short. And you always want a vacation that's because there's never the perfect vacation and you want the vacation that's too short. So that way you'll want to go back again. He says, if it's too long, it ruins the whole fucking vacation. I agree with that. Uh, uh, Josh, uh, who is your barber? My husband needs lined up. Love your videos. Uh, My husband needs lined up. Um, I get my hair cut at an Armenian uh, barber shop by a, uh, a gay black woman um, in Burbank, and she does an amazing job. Uh, yeah, but Armenians Hopefully Armenians are racist and homophobic. How could there be a black um, and sexist? How could there, how could there be, be a black? Gay not woman? not all of them. That says surprisingly, I I was surprised at the number. <laughs> I mean, it's like that with everybody, but you know, they're actually very good people if you're very respectful. I do don't like it because I, I i can just sense it when i go to certain areas that a lot of them think that i'm a part of blm and i just and i'm like guys i'm not i'm not with them it's just me it's it's okay yeah isn't that but, isn't that crazy yeah they used to just the blm thing black. was so now fucked up like, now they now they just think i'm one of the, that's actually worse i'd rather you just hate me because you think i'm black that's just but now it's just way 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 worse i i i, I want i like it i like this um uh, gays against groomers and i like this I, I like the um melanated people speaking up against blm and i like obese people speaking up against uh covid for that reason it's like hey covid's not killing anyone it's because i have a fucking sugar addiction i just it's it's crazy that we've come to that but we kind of need these people from their superficial genres or niches to speak up and be like yo what the fuck don't put me in yeah. that fucking pigeonhole absolutely yeah 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 Oh, you're absolutely right. I mean, it, it is they. We are the most necessary, I'd say. Um, are, are you are you having fun? Would you say you're a happy person? Yes. Yeah. That's why I'm very and, present. I like that. And, and and your cohort in your field of comedians are they happy people? No. No. No, not at all. Uh, I wouldn't say so. But they're learning to, to, to be. A lot of people seem to be. Uh, tell me, why is that? That that's like the stereotype. Like inside, the comedian is frowning and suicidal. 
Um, a lot of it, uh, superficially, a lot of people think it has to be that way. There's this narrative that runs in a lot of artists where they're like, you have to be always depressed or you have to always be anxious or you have to always, in order to know that you're good at this or know that you're going to make it, which is the dumbest fucking shit I've heard of my entire life. You have to be doing so drugs. That, you have to be neurotic, all that shit that goes with uh, being yeah. creative. Yes, that that yes that that uh, that story that everyone keeps telling themselves, which is not true at all. Um, you can absolutely there are absolutely comedians who are who are very well adjusted, happy people that are that are hilarious. Um, uh, there's that. Uh, a lot of people, a lot of humans, just are masochists by nature. I'd say a lot of people want to be miserable, and uh, that's number two. And then number three, I think people just haven't found the right guidance. I was lucky enough to find a great. I was lucky enough to find uh, just like the perfect therapist to the point where I'm like, I wouldn't even call you a therapist. And now I'm just happier. But, you know, I, I just you have, I a, you have a therapist. Well, I used to. Uh, I just we just sort of separated um, maybe like two weeks ago because she moved to a private practice. And we agreed that that was the universe telling me I don't need therapy anymore. So we separated and um she subscribes to eastern philosophy which is meditation and presence and very like buddhist so I, I recommend everyone get a therapist that that does that because not every therapist is a lot of them are crackpots so i got i lucked out so that's why i think all <coughs> these three to four elements are why people are so depressed and why people think in comedy as an artist you have to well, what that really is is just a self-comparison you're always going to self-compare i'm sure you compare yourself to other podcasts all the time yeah i always tell myself how much better i am i just yeah i, I stopped listening to howard stern when he became a pussy a couple years ago and then yeah. recently i just drove back from arizona to california and the car i had had sirius xm and i listened to him and he oh, fucking God. i was so happy how shitty he was i know that's mm. really not a nice thing to say and i know that's oh. a serious problem with uh people in 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 sort of the entertainment business to but man he has really shit the bed he has really yeah. taken a, a downturn. He wasn't funny. He was beyond. He, he was crasser than I remember. I like crass humor, but he was crasser than I remember. And he's just scared. He's so scared and closed-minded. Absolutely. I yeah. know you're seeing that a lot. You're seeing the, the the fall of a lot of people, and it is very very sad. But you know, you're seeing the fall of a lot of different businesses. I was talking to. We went to Abercrombie and Fitch when I visited Connecticut like a couple of weeks ago. I was like, this is a completely different store. It's not the same anymore. It used to be dark and, and classist. I miss that. Hey, um, did you ever work there? At Abercrombie and Fitch? Yeah. I apply, applied once, didn't get the job. They um uh there's this guy who's a regular on the show who used to work there and he told me there's a documentary I need to see about it. Do you know about that? Oh yeah, yeah. I've heard I've heard about the documentary, which is pretty much just gonna reaffirm everything that I already believe. And they were like, Oh, we you know, we were like Oh God, like everything you feel about Howard Stern is how I feel about Abercrombie and Fitz just as a brand. Because if you go to their Instagram right now, they're like, how do you want to celebrate black history? And it's like this, this obese black woman, like kind of promoting the products. And it's like, they would have never made this for you like years ago. They're just, they're so scared and they just want to, but I, I, overall, um, I miss, I like businesses that do the exclusion thing because it's like, if it's for everybody, then there's no that's why we have fake Gucci bags. It's not supposed to be for everybody. Uh, I used to work that there. That company has DEI now, and their product is trash. What is DEI, man? Uh, diversity, equity, and inclusivity. Oh, boy, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's absolutely th correct. 
they're the they're the ones who say like if you work somewhere they'll say hey um please don't say shoot me an email anymore uh, we're in sensitive times and we don't want the word shoot used <laughs> or, uh, or 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 don't don't say uh, don't ask, if you walk up to someone um of uh, uh, who's of color don't say to them do you like my new black shoes uh be, um, try to use a different word besides black yeah please don't just talk um a lot of people are actually sensitive to to volume and if you could just maybe keep it down a little bit we will now be using sign language uh you don't don't ever tell a person of color that they're articulate because um that's offensive that's very very offensive please please don't ever ever use the word urban or anything like that or inner city please what stop has what has happened do, do, do you know do you know um if you try to uh you know, like when you squeeze one end of one of those those animal balloons, how it bubbles up on one end all fucked up, right? Like you squeeze uh, it and you and you get like a weird like it gets thin yeah. and it looks like it's gonna pop on one end. Um, yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, um, sex is like that too. If you, if you fuck with someone's like the the course of their like sexual expression, it, you could fuck someone up, right? Let's say, yeah. like like showing a, a, a if that's what so many kids are fucked up. A seven year old kid gets his dad's phone and he sees some porn. And it's yeah. basically, and you see, he sees a blowjob at seven, and now you've squeezed one end of the balloon, and now you've stained his brain. Something's going to be yeah. there. It's going to cause some sort of weird pathology. Now, um, uh, race is like that. This whole thing that we've gone through in the last two years, it's it's done that. Like they tried to fix uh, uh, race relations. Well, I don't even know if they, but they just completely fucked it up. Like yeah, completely like overcorrection. Yeah, like no one ever knew if they had a black or a white checker, Asian checker at the supermarket. But now, no. if you have a black checker, you know. You, you, yeah, you're like oh shit. It's yeah. You like it's, like you're like you're tripping out. Like, am I going to say something fucked up? Do they think I'm a white supremacist? I mean, I don't, but 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 I know people do. But yeah, I always this level of fear that it's just. I mean, you'll see that with like the majority of um with like a lot of white comedians. I went to New York recently, and it's the same thing. And it's very sad to watch like what happened to that. Like they're scared. Like the so many white comedians go on stage and their whole act is, I get that I look like I'm a white supremacist, but I'm not. That's the whole act. Uh, I'm not racist. Uh, but I it's just a regular look looking like. white dude. Yeah, exactly. And he's like, I know you guys are thinking, where was I on January? Said, no, we're not, bro. Yeah, right. We're not. You have a vape. Right. We, we, we don't, we don't know. Right. We, we know you weren't there, but right. you just, you, you, this idea that everyone is going to automatically think that you're racist is, I mean, and actually scratch that. That is actually real. That the, that the majority of liberals you encounter are going to think that you're racist and then you have to overcorrect in your head. But like me, I'm like, I just wouldn't give a fuck. I would just say how I felt about whatever it is. So. Um, do you vape? No, I used to, but I quit. Yeah. It's it's horrible for you, dude. I vape for a little bit. It's fucking horrible. Absolutely, and it, it really it only it only hits you when you do like uh, combat sports or very rigorous training. I don't think people who like rigorously go to the gym and put their body through a lot of stress. Well, scratch that. No, every Armenian I know smokes, even if they do Muay Thai. So scratch that. But you get the what idea. do they smoke? Are the Armenians vaping? Or are they smoking cigarettes? Or what? Are- They're vaping and smoking cigarettes. So like that's like. That's how you can tell who's older and who's younger. So older men, the older, they, they smoke cigarettes. It's like skinny cigarettes. And then the younger smokes, they, they vape. It's like Beverly Hills versus Bel Air. Very old-fashioned, killing yourself. New-fashioned, killing yourself. We're doing e-cigarettes this time. 
I used to do this thing when I would smoke. I smoke cloves, those Dijarms. Never heard of No them. shit. They smoke cloves, Brandon. Is that true? Because I I used to smoke cloves. They're the, they're the brown cigarettes. They're they're from Indonesia. There's twelve in a plat pack. It's kind of like a dark red pack. It's thin. It's small. But the anyway, and I would smoke. I take a hit, and they crackle. Oh wow! And then and then I'd bring my my mouth forward like this, like mm-hmm. I had a fucked up one of those fucked up Asian like underbite things, and I'd <laughs> let the smoke out, and I would then breathe it back in in my nose. I think it's called a French inhale. Yeah, French and how that's exactly what that's called. Yeah, that's nice. Uh, I'd never heard of these cigarettes before. I used to smoke uh, green tea cigarettes and black tea cigarettes. So it's like no uh, nicotine, no tobacco. It's literally just black tea and or green tea. And it was supposed to get you to quit smoking. I never smoked. Um, I just needed it. It was just the oral fixation. So uh, Did it work? Yeah. They're very, I recommend everyone get them. You can get them in Montebello. They, they come, they're made in Montebello. So if you live in California and you order them, they'll be in your house in under a day. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. And they're called, they're by Billy 55. That's like yeah. the brand. This is fucking yeah. crazy. That's exactly what it looks like. I have that in my house right now. Like I still have like a, like a cart. You can get a, an entire carton for only $20 and they go very quickly. And yeah, that's exactly what I used to smoke. And you can just get them and they come in a carton. Like, I think like a pack of, um, how come they, I've like, never heard the of these? Like, well, it's healthy. It's good for you. Like, and it's actually, and it's actually effective to, to quit smoking. So you wouldn't well, really, they don't really, it's not good for you though. Right. I mean, it's still inhaling smoke, right? Yeah. But it gets you to stop because it's not because, Oh, so every smoker I've given that, uh, those green tea and black tea cigarettes to said, this tastes disgusting. And I was like, yeah, if you don't like it, then that means it's it's working to help you quit smoking. Like I, I used to do nicotine gum just for the just just for the creative and, and productivity boost. And after like a couple of days, I was like, this is disgusting. And I spit the gum out. So yeah. Yeah, it nicotine, it, it's the nicotine. Nicotine is I mean, quitting I I smoked and I quit that. And then I um and then I, I vaped a little bit, very little. It's fucking it was so hard to quit. And then I, I chewed a little bit. And that that yeah, chewing um, is Satan. Chewing was like the most enjoyable thing I ever fucking did. I just am addicted to I, nicotine. I just love fucking nicotine. I don't know what it is. I mean, I, I do I know do what it is. I just wish I didn't. I wish I n- had never fucked with it. Yeah, I totally get it. But intentionally, I did it to to to, to <laughs> be more productive. I was I was working like a job at the time that was like very demanding, and I was like, okay, I need to be sharper. So I did the nicotine gum, and then like I, I realized you know, you're not supposed to chew it really. It'll just like chew it a couple of times and then keep it under the uh, under the gums of your teeth, yeah, so that it can soak into the. So, um, and then that for some reason that was very easy to quit. So I just I just kind of stopped. It just for some reason I was like oh, I'm just gonna spit it out. I, I no longer have the need to smoke anymore or vape because like, I never smoked cigarettes. But like to to vape to to consume more nicotine. So like I, I it was actually very easy to cut it out for me, but. I had physical, I had like physical twitching and shit, Josh. I was like twitching damn. and shit. Yeah. God I was damn. like laying in bed and I was moody as fuck for three days. Did you Actually, do a sauna? No. Uh, what's a sauna? Did you go to a sauna? Like, oh no, I should have, huh? Like sweat. You're yeah. saying like sweat out, help sweat out the, uh, that's probably why it was a little bit easier for me because like every time I work out almost, there was a time where almost every time after my workout, I would go to the sauna or the steam room. And that's like a great way to just bleed out. A lot of toxins from the system. It's a great way are you to Scientologist? No. No. Oh. Are, are you religious at all? 
in a manner of speaking, like I believe in the universe and I, I guess I believe in uh, like, I guess the Christian God, but I'm not like, I've never been to church or anything. Gotcha. You ever, you ever read the Bible or, or, or listen to it oh, on no. tape or audio? No, I've tried. No, I couldn't get past like the first couple of pages. I'm like, I, I, I don't know what the hell you guys are talking about. Man. Um, back in the day, I'm like I said, I'm 50. I bought the, um, all the tapes. It was like a, a book full of cassette tapes. Oh, like the you audio know, book you know before I, the audio book. Yeah. And it was, it was, it was just when, uh, yeah, it was the audio book, but all in cassettes. And it was like when cassettes were going out. So like that thing probably would have been like $1,200 when it came out, but like I got it somewhere like for like $8. I remember. No, and, nice. and I listened to, and I listened to the whole thing. I listened to it twice. It's pretty good. I, I enjoy it. Yeah. There's some sections in there that just drag on and on, but most of the part, most of it was, I was, I was glad I did it. It's crazy how you can you just ever go had, on YouTube and listen to it for free now. Yeah, pro- right. Good. Thank you. Getting educated by a 24 year old. Those are the things I need to hear. Bible for free on YouTube. Hey, um, uh, you, you ever had anyone walk up to you and ask um, you to take Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? And then, and then, a couple of times. That? Yeah. And, and what do you say? Do you do it? No, no. no. I actually get left out and feel kind of jealous when, when the guys don't ask me if I'm Jewish. There are like a lot of Jewish people that also solicit the people and they ask they're like hey are you jewish and they like primarily ask like white guys i'm like i could be i could be jewish <laughs> right right uh i did it i did some guy came up to me in england and asked me if i would take jesus christ my lord and savior and i said yeah and i did it and then i remember like i don't know 10 years later i was in my sister's my sister's uh a christian uh she, she's oh, been I, I think she's born again she's pretty hardcore 20 years and and i'm not and, uh, but, but I, I still accepted, you know, if the guy wants to like introduce me to something that'll save my life, I just did it. And then like 10 years later, I was with my sister somewhere. I think we were up in the Berkeley Hills by a, what are those things with the horses that go in a circle? Carousel. We're by a carousel. What are the, right, right. Those things, those things have a name. What are those things? Carousel. Carousel? Yeah. Okay. And, uh, and the guy comes up to me and says, Hey, will you take Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? And I said, Of course. And then he said, Repeat after me. And I did the whole fucking shtick again. And my sister's oh, like, and my sister's like, hey, I thought you already did that. I'm like, well, is there some rule like you can't do it? Like, maybe it didn't work <laughs> you know, is there some rule you can't? Like, you, if you get baptized twice, it reverses it. Yeah, like, I don't know. Like, is is there something you can, you can't do it twice? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, can you have too much of the body of Christ? Is that like one of those? It's so funny to ask around and fuck around with the rules and like, sir, you're being very offensive right now. I'm like, are you sure? I, I just have questions. Yes, I just have questions. Um, what, what will you do? What will you do today? Uh, Josh, what will a typical day be for you? So after this podcast, what will you do? I'm going to, after this podcast, I'm going to go back to sleep. Uh, okay, and I'm wake up, uh, write, um, write some jokes, um, erase a lot of jokes, uh, go up to go do an open mic. Um, uh, consume, uh, just enough caffeine to get me through the day. And hang out with some more comedians. Uh, come home, probably if I can, try to do yoga. Um, and I'm, then I'm going to meditate and then go to sleep. And then the same exact thing is going to happen the next day. And then Dude, more and more. And then probably it. a job. Yeah. I love, and what will the job be? Oh, another some stand-up sort job. of freelance. No, no, just some sort of freelance because I do need to pay the bills. So like I do work, but like, it's some sort of freelance. So it'll be like background acting or like some production gig. No shit, you do that too. You do the pro- you, you do production work too. 
as an artist, like you need to freelance jobs are your friends. So like dog walking, I, I made so much money and I had like just about every delivery job under the sun during the pandemic. So like Uber Eats, Roadie, um, Shipped, Shopper, Instacart, uh, Amazon Flex, every independent where like they're you ever like, bone okay, anyone you deliver yeah. you ever bone anyone you um delivered something to i wish but no i did meet um one of the actresses from the runaways the show um that marvel show that was fun you so recognize her and you're her. like hey you recognize even her? when she was wearing a mask yes i recognized her and i was like oh you know it's cool i was on that show i was in the background i was in the season finale and she was like oh it's cool and i was like oh dope yeah God, I always, I always think that if you're a delivery driver, especially someone who looks as good as you, that someone would invite you in, like someone lonely, and just be that. like, "Thank you so much." No, no but no. It didn't I'm surprised happen. I haven't been. I'm surprised actually I haven't been um, propositioned to be a sugar baby yet. But um, you know, are those are are there dudes out there who are? Uh, that's what a sugar the, baby is. One of the first people, one of the first friends I made in Los Angeles was a sugar baby. Yeah, it's just someone. You know, like older women who just need companionship. I, I don't think sometimes you don't even have to fuck them. They just, they'll just send you money. And I'm like, that'd be a nice job. I, I look like I'm 10. So, and, and like, and you just basically hang out with them at their house and go shopping with them and you just, you just chill with them. That's exactly, yeah. And they just pay your rent for you. And I'm like, that sounds like a sweet gig. Sign me up. But uh, for some reason, I haven't been able to pull that off. Um, when, did you, when did you realize um, you were short? How old were you? Do you? And do you remember, like, someone had to, did someone explain it to you or did you come to it? Like, for me, I didn't realize I was short till I went to college. And then I would, I like, and dudes would be like, until... you can't get that girl. She's, you're too short. And I was like, holy fuck, I am short. How did I never realize that? Um, middle school. Middle school. Um, but like that's sixth, seventh, like, eighth grade? Yeah, around that time, which is like around the time you get interested in, to, in the girls. So you're, you, you know, but yeah. um, uh, but I never really cared. Surprisingly, I actually enjoyed being this height. And and, and did, it was just through someone making fun of you. Is that how how you figured it out? Yeah, that's usually how it is. Or just you know you being excluded from something. It's always a level of exclusion as to how you figure out there's something wrong with you. Oh, that's right. That's right. I, I I also remember there was this uh, backstop that all the boys would run and g- jump up and grab their hands like the ten boys I hung out with every day at lunch, and then they would yeah, pull themselves yeah. up and sit on top. But I couldn't do yeah, it because like, I was like, like short and boys. a little and a little fat. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And and so I would hang out with those dudes, but I would always be the one at the bottom. Like so, we'd all be eating lunch, but I'd be the only dude down at the bottom. It's like I was yeah. the dude that rode the bike, and everyone else rode the skateboard too. It was kind of fucked up. Yeah, it's like that for a lot of us. So yeah, for me, it was like that. Um, there were short guys that were like mani- managing to pull it off. But for me, I was like, oh, okay, I'm also short. But like, it, it was never like really, I don't re- I don't recall it being a hindrance when I was younger. I never see anyone, I re- if I see someone shorter than me, I know it. Like I'm yeah. in line at the coffee oh, yeah. shop and someone shorter than me walks in, I'm like, holy fuck. You know yeah. what I mean? Or if I talk to someone who's shorter than me and I'm looking down a little bit, it almost makes me feel uncomfortable because I'm used to talking yeah. like this. Yeah, yeah. Like looking me, at people's just, nostrils. Yeah. I um, it, it, It's great when you see other short guys being able to pull it off where they like carry themselves like a tall person, which is fun. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. 
you're you see you see a lot of that here in Los Angeles, which I'm very happy for. A lot of a lot of the short rarely do the short men here carry themselves like they're short. Right. Uh, Sevon's watching watching too much Pornhub. I don't even watch Pornhub. What are you talking about? Uh, Tall people do the same. Yeah, I bet you it's weird like that too, right? You're fucking 6'11", and a dude walks in who's a whole head taller than you. You must be like, what the fuck? Yeah, yeah. That's got to be like so weird to be around. Yeah, it's a a trip. Uh, Yeah, Nick, all my black friends. Say that again? Because I've been like, uh, you ever like get on the website? Let me read the comment. Go, you read uh, the comment. Yeah, yeah, Nick. All my black friends stopped growing at around five five, and I kept growing. It's awesome, Be- Jeremy. You're six five. That's a, this dude. This dude's a black dude too, by the way. Nice. Holy shit! I, I had no idea you were so big. I like I like your name, Jeremy. Um, I love that band too. Um, oh, is that? I don't even get. I always see that. What how, What is his name about? What is that? Jeremy Eat World. That's a band. You know, you know that song. Um, it just takes some time. Little girl, you're in the middle of the middle by Jimmy Eat World. It's by Jimmy oh. Eat World. You play that. You it, play that song. It's a really good song. Yeah, it's like one of those uplifting songs uh, in the in the midst of bullying in the early 2000s, which ironically was when Abercrombie and Fitch was at its peak. Let me see if I can uh, find it here. But yeah, that that's I think I, I could be wrong, but that is what Jeremy's name is in reference to. But what I was saying earlier was that, like, I've been this one? at the height. Yes. You know they're all the same. That's oh, yeah, I do it. know this song. Okay. All right. Such a good okay, song. Okay, sorry, go ahead. No, but, um, yeah, so, like, I've been on, like, elevated platforms, and I'm like, oh, so this is what it feels like to be six feet tall, but it just feels uncomfortable because I'm, like, just having longer legs and longer arms just makes me feel uncomfortable. Uh, you mean for a show so you'll get an acting job and they'll be like hey we need uh, Josh to be taller make him uh, five inches taller and they'll, they'll do something to you something like that where like um, if you yeah like when you do like stand in work where they just have you stand in for somebody else so like sometimes they'll put you on a platform so that you can be taller and I'm like oh so this is what it feels like to be six feet tall it doesn't gotcha. feel comfortable yeah uh, uh, yes uh, Josh is my new favorite comedian well there you go oh that thanks appreciate that thank you guys no, <laughs> thank you jeremy there's no way you're six five heidi coming in uh, putting a slap down on jeremy. Uh, jeremy um is that a reference to heidi klum uh no i think that, that uh, i think that really is her name god oh. there's so many you know there was there's a guy in here um josh his name is uh, barry my cockner barry mccockner and he's in for six months i would read his name and i didn't know i was like one of those fucking idiots and then finally someone on the show explained it to me you know that's barry my cockner and i was that's like fucking, I had hilarious, no dude. fucking idea and then everyone in the comments told me what a jackass i was that's fucking hilarious dude that's which i'm sure similar to you i'll take any attention i can get whether it's good or bad that's funny yeah. as fucking barry my cockner um, so, so you, earlier you were saying that sometimes uh, you, you'll erase a lot of jokes. What does that mean? Erase jokes. Like if the joke isn't working, like, as you try it up at like multiple different, like, and if it just doesn't hit, then you just kind of have to like put it in the, you have to throw it away uh, after a little bit. So uh, I'm going to do that with like uh, an entire uh, act I've been trying to work on for a while that just hasn't worked out. So yeah, that's what that means. Is that painful? Absolutely. It's like a piece of you is dying. 
Yeah, and, and and especially it sounds like it's not just one joke. It's a it's something you've been working on and polishing and polishing, and then it's it it it, it dies. Yeah, so that's exactly what it is. It's two things in particular, but yes, yeah. It reminds me of. Do you remember being a kid when you would be? A, they had that brown paper you would write on with the blue blue lines on it, and then you would erase, and the paper would tear. And you were like, you remember yes, that? Like, yeah, I remember the like, erasers that would fuck. make the, the blemishes bad. It would make it bet worse. Yeah. Yeah, and you're like, fuck, this is not going how I want it. This is not, this is fuck fucking people. a disaster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually never thought about it like that. But yes, that's exactly, I would say it's exactly like that. Are, are you getting better after four years of, uh, of Absolutely. daily? Absolutely. Every day, I'm like, every single day, well, Anthony Jefferson had that quote. He was like, yeah, just write a lot, go up a lot, and then you'll, you'll get better. And it is a bittersweet pain. Um, but yes, it is, oh, it, growing pains. Have you ever hit rock bottom in your life, uh, Josh? Have you ever had, uh, hardships that, um, had you hit rock bottom? No, but I felt suicidal a couple of times when I was here. So, yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, while you were here, while you were in LA. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's, pretty, I mean, that's well, pretty low. That's good. Even okay. before I was in LA, but yeah. In, 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 in regards to, uh, in regards to what, what was motivating that? Just like so what's before, the point of life? before LA, no, before LA, it was being in Connecticut, maybe want to kill myself. I'm not, and that's not even a joke. Um, and then, uh, when I got <laughs> to LA, it was just the loneliness and then it was the, um, unhappy, uh, it was just being unhappy with where I was and where I thought I should be and, and what I thought I should be doing. Um, and what I thought life should have felt like at that time. So then that's when, uh, the depression seeped in and I mean, and then obviously you had the pandemic, but every, everyone was depressed then. So, um, but yeah, I'd say that was like a pretty low point for me. It was like the first two years when I was here. And, and, um, when those thoughts first start creeping in, are they, are, are you shocked to see them, to witness them? No, I usually no. just make a joke out of it. Like I cope with it, like just making a bunch of suicide jokes that like make everybody laugh. So, right. Um, all the all the shit in my life that happened when I was younger, I now see flowers growing out of it. Yeah. Right? So so uh, j- just as a uh, the 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 time I had to shit in my van because I couldn't hold it is now like one of the funniest stories I have. Right. That's fucking hilarious, man. So it, 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 it's, it's interesting. Or, or getting jumped and beat up. At, you know, when it happens, it sucks. And you hate oh, those yeah. people for years. But 20 years later, it's a funny bit. Yeah, it's it's very funny. You know, a great thing has come from great pain, sadly. But that is that is how it is. You you know the song by Bob Marley, um, You're Running and You're Running and You're Running Away, But You Can't Run Away From Yourself? Do you know that song? No, but I am a Bob anyway, Marley fan. Um, it's interesting. I, I, I was kind of picturing what if I was your mom and you were in Connecticut and you were depressed and you went to LA, I would get nervous because I would want oh, yeah, you to yeah. be, I was a, I'd want you to be close to me just in case you needed someone to run to. That's exactly what the, yeah. Um, it was a, it was a very emotional day when we, um, like our last day together because, you know, we lived with each other our whole lives and then, um, and then not anymore. But yeah, now, I mean, now it's just, we, we talk every day. So, yeah, that's just good. about, yeah, I have a really, you have a good close relationship with your mom. Yes. Yeah, me too. 
It's the fucking that's good, best. That's good. Yeah, I hope I can have the same relationship with my kids. Oh, hell uh, yeah. Sevon, you should start every show with the poo in the van story. I don't know about every show. I don't know about every show. Um, and, and is that why you ended up going to therapy? Because you were suicidal? Um, not suicidal to the point where it's like it was debilitating and it's all I thought about. There would just be days where I would have huge dips in depression and I would just think about I would have like that would play with the thought. Um, and there was never like any serious attempts. But like you never um, put a, yeah, a, a hose in your in your muffler and brought it into your window and sat there and no, tried to start your car. No. Okay. No, no. It'd be it'd be like a couple of times on the freeway where like I'll close my eyes for 10 seconds or some shit like that. Like, you know, like the pussy version of, of suicide. Um, and then uh, uh yeah, I went to therapy and then my therapist was uh a dumb a feminist which was she was not helpful at all she, she only she only really did i mean you know i'll give credit where credit is due she did help me out a lot she did open my eyes and she did tell me revealed to me that i did have a ocd so that there was that but that subsided over the years thankfully um but yeah and then i had another therapist and then and then she got she got the she got deported to china oh. um and uh yeah it turns out she was responsible for COVID. And then after that, I found another therapist and then, and then now here I am. So what's OCD. How does someone point out to you that you have OCD? I wonder if I have OCD. Um, you probably don't if you have to question it, but, um, uh, the, you, you, you know, I would just explain to her my day to day and she'd be like, Oh, you have OCD. I'm like, Oh, okay, great. I didn't know that. I would just, yeah, it would just be like obsessive. It would just be obsessive thoughts regarding um just social interactions so oh yeah i don't have that over social but but i obsess of things like some things around my house so like last night before i went to bed i checked we have three doors that go out well we have three doors that we use that go in and out of the house yeah and so before i go to bed i check all the doors and then i climb into bed and then i get up out of bed and i check all the doors again thinking that maybe i didn't look at them right yeah i think and we then all maybe have i that. do it yeah is, is that ocd uh and it's like every night it's fucking weird i even tell myself look at the fucking door it's locked don't come back i'm like all right i see it be cool chill easy go easy on me i'd say i wouldn't say i think that's just like a level of like healthy you know anxiety i wouldn't say it's ocd i'd say if there was like a number or a thought attached probably ocd like i'm going to die if i don't check the 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 doors uh, every like blank hours if there was like a number and, oh and shit then, and, yeah. oh shit yeah oh is there a oh, number yeah. uh, jeffrey says that's just called being old and senile all right good yeah i don't um i i uh i feel like i'm around people who obsess on uh personal interactions like did i handle that right does that person like me what was that person exactly. really saying to me and that shit seems exhausting i would fucking lose my shit that you're very, talking about more very shit very like exhausting. that yeah very very exhausting but um I'd say with enough practice can easily be managed and, and overcome. Um, so, so you kind of do fit into that category of um, a comedian. There's something. No, there's something. Not anymore. Oh, darn it. Now I don't really give a fuck anymore. As far as like social interactions, I'm like, Oh, I, I don't care anymore. Oh, and, and, and the suicidal shit's gone. Yeah. Oh, all right. Well, darn it. So much for that. So much for pigeonholing you as a uh, typical. I found a good uh, healer. I found a good, I found a good, yeah. 
was um was was that it were you joking when you said that lady was responsible for uh covid the lady the chinese i was lady joking got deported? i was joking, oh, okay. I was joking. <laughs> she did get deported to china though i'm not that wasn't a joke she did like we were making some progress in therapy and then she like hit me with it one day she was like yeah unfortunately my visa got my visa is expired so like i can no longer be your therapist i can no longer do therapy but um from what i heard she's back now so does she have a chinese accent Yes. Uh, Jake Chapman, relentless questioning, severe anxiety, obsessive behavior related to anything and everything, and at the cost of reality and relationships. Correct. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Like you just can't stop, you know. Uh, and, and I guess nicotine does fix that, help fix that though, right? Because that nicotine always brings me like this. Brrr, it, it, Brings the whole world um, into a as fine far as point. It makes you sharper and it makes you focus more focused. But like uh, there was a time where I mean, caffeine doesn't make you. It doesn't help at all. Caffeine actually in, increases anxiety. Yeah, for sure. Um, there was a uh, you know a lot of athletes um, do caffeine, and I had this athlete on here the other day. It was the only athlete I've ever had on here who doesn't do caffeine, and that's exactly why he says it fucking gives him anxiety. That was uh, Jorge Fernandez out of San Diego. Jorge, oh, for him, nice. Or Jorge Fernando. I get my Mexican names. Jorge Fernando or Jorge Hernandez. Someone will tell me. That's dope. Good for him then. But yeah, yeah and, I totally and that's it. hard. That's hard quitting caffeine. If you're, uh, do, do you do caffeine, especially when you go on stage? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, but like not, but sporadically, not like there, I used to be addicted to caffeine where like to the point where like I knew exactly how many milligrams of caffeine were in certain drinks and certain cups of coffee and shit. Jorge Fernandez. Thank you, Stephen. Hey, so you and, and earlier in the show, you did say when I said, what are you going to do later on today? You said uh, you were going to take a mild, I'm paraphrasing, but a mild dose of caffeine. You'll drink just. What yeah, you because I, I like use that. it very strategically, because like, for example, I only got five hours of sleep last night because I was up late, like editing a video. Um, and then I woke up. Uh, here I am now. And then after this, I'm going to go to sleep. But like when I wake up, I need to like sort of be up to, to boot. Cause I have to like a lot, there's like a lot of, let's say pregame that I have to do before I actually go out on stage. Cause I'm already scheduled to go up later tonight. So, and then like, I have like 60 other things to do. So, um, that's just to keep me, uh, alert and aware. Uh, because like, it's a lot of, um, a lot of what I consume is to make up for the morning and uh, lunch hour. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. So like yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I haven't eaten like a proper breakfast in almost a year now. So like I'll just wake up at like one o'clock in the afternoon and then I'll eat a meal big enough for breakfast and lunch and then I'll be good for the rest of the day. And then like maybe one more meal at night. And Why do you wake so up so late? Why do you wake up so late? comedy – Comedy is a job where you your our shift starts at seven thirty eight o'clock, sometimes seven thirty if we want to get there early, and then it goes to like sometimes two a.m. That's like wow. the shift of every comedian, I'd say stand up comedian or performing artist. Yeah, and then you have to unwind until four. Exactly. Yes, and then go to sleep, and then you wake up at one o'clock, which is why you need a freelance job, which is why like a nine to five usually isn't going to work because you you have no idea when you're going to be. If like if Dave Chappelle pops in at the comedy store. You're going to be there until like 4 a.m. Oh, oh, why is that? Because he goes for hours. Oh. Uh, uh, we, uh, Trish, we have nicotine receptors on our brain. We are meant to use nicotine. You have a mouth. That doesn't mean I'm supposed to stick my dick in it. What kind of what, We have nicotine. Quiet, Trish. Meant to. 
Man, you have you have lungs. That you're meant to breathe. Me of, um, that that, that kind of reminded me of like uh, I don't know like there's a video where they're like your brain on this and they like literally explain it to you with like a dry erase board and shit. Yeah. And they did one where it was like this is your brain on nicotine. So I think she might be right about that where there's like receptors in our brain that. Trish can be right. Makes you more. Oh God. No, no, go ahead. No, no, sorry, sorry. I keep interrupting. Sorry, go ahead. Tell me. No, 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 don't worry about it. No, I was, they were like, um, because I looked it up. They were like, caffeine makes you um, faster and nicotine makes you sharper. But but go ahead. I'm, I'm looking up nicotine receptors. Uh, what receptors are active? Nicotine binds to the nicotine cholinergic receptors, facilitating neurotransmitter release and thereby uh, uh, mediating the complex action. I don't know. <laughs> what happens in I don't know if we have nicotine here I'm going to pull up a picture here I'm not doing this we by have myself nicotine receptors in our brain I mean is it a receptor that's just for nicotine I oh you're asking Siri nice good job okay here we go uh, I don't know if you have a place in your brain that's just waiting for a hit off a fucking marble light that's the part like I'm just not seeing it I just can't believe it. <laughs> it's just waiting yeah, I mean, you have a stomach that's waiting for food. Um, uh, it's just like a little uh, guy in all our heads just pacing back and forth like it really needs a cigarette. That's fucking uh, hilarious. Yeah. Uh, Trish is always right. All right, fine. Trish is always right. There's quite the little... Uh, there's a, um, a 100% we do. You're telling me, Trish, that there's something in your brain that is just waiting there, and it, if you never took a hit off of nicotine, it would never get used? That's interesting. Like, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm struggling to believe that. We have nicotine receptors in our brain. That's amazing. Just like Maybe a, it's a receptor. Is, is, it, is it just a camel in sunglasses? Is that, what the, is that what the nicotine receptor looks like in our head? Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> it's just, it's just a camel. He's just standing there with a lighter waiting for the cigarette to come. He's literally doing that. That's great. Uh, do, do you mess with weed at all? Uh, yes. Yeah. I, I can't mess with that, too. That shit makes my brain too noisy. Uh, yeah. I mean, I don't want to be the guy that's like, oh, it depends on what you use, but everyone's different. Yeah. For me, uh, I, do don't even, I just use specifically... Indica, I just use specifically the indica version of it, which is just mainly it, 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 it focuses on the body. Uh, because, and I, I don't need it, but it's the best unwinding tool because I don't drink. It's oh. the best unwinding tool because my body is always sore. Cause I'm like, I'm always walking or I'm always working out to some degree. Yeah. Good on you. You work out every day, seven days a week. Uh, I want to say five, but you would say yeah. you like it for me. It's a, it's a, it's a, um, it, that's my therapist working out. So before you came on us, the yes. show, I, I went to your YouTube channel before the you know the show yesterday, and I and I sit on the uh, assault bike and I just watch shitloads of Josh Shakespeare, you know the the shorts interviews you've done, you know listen Thanks, to man. to I the yeah oh no it's fucking that stoked to have you on thank you what what Thanks. do you think when or isn't technology a trip that some just random fifty year old dude could reach out to me like hey you want to come on my podcast yeah it's it, it is weird but I mean hey it's very well welcoming truly. It is it is a dream come true, actually. Um, well, that's awesome. That's really awesome. Um, well, I, it was nice getting to know you, and you're and you're always welcome um, back on. I admire anyone. Have me on again. 
Yeah. Okay. Great. Let's let's stay in touch. You have my number. If there's anything I can ever help you promote, I, admi- I just admire so much what you're doing. I admire all the honesty talk. Um, Thank you so much that, that you do, especially since you're in the hive. I always I always trip on people who are in the hive who might get um you know blackballed or alienated. Because, oh, sorry, yeah. you can't say blackballed. That's uh, that sorry is, about that. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a, it's a very offensive, triggering word for me. <laughs> I, I, please don't ever use that word, just because I, I don't have balls. Uh, I don't identify as someone who has that. So, but I'll, thank you genuinely. <laughs> I, and we'll, and we'll close on this. A nicotine ACH receptor have been implicated in a variety of brain functions, including neurodevelopment, learning, memory formation, reward. I don't know why it has to be called a nicotine receptor. Oh, nicotinic. <laughs> it's called nicotonic. Yeah. Nicotonic. Oh, wait, nicotinic. Nicotinic. Uh, Jackie Miley, he is great. Oh, my God. Yeah, he is great, right? Oh, thank you. Thanks, Jackie. Um, and he's nicotinic. single. He's single. He's single. Yeah. You are single, know. right? Yeah, oh. yeah. Nicotinic is the... That's interesting. It's just nicotine. So, so we have nicotine receptors in our brain. That's fucking hilarious. I had no idea. There's just like this. <laughs> there's people in our brains that just like wearing a leather jacket, just sitting yes. by a water fountain. We want to be cool. That's just hilarious. Um, have a have a fabulous day. I appreciate you getting up early. I promise you, the next time we do this, um, we will do it at a later time. Uh, Thank maybe, you. Anytime. Maybe I could. Maybe I could even do it like at two uh, thirty in the morning uh, after a show. Uh, no, don't, no, you don't want to do that. No, Trust me. No, okay, uh, no, okay. no. Just in the middle of the day, like at five o'clock, that'd be nice. Like six, maybe a 3 p.m. Okay. Be great. So, but we I would be like the pre, 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 we'd be a pre stand up, uh, like a warm up. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 That'd be great. Or just on a day oh. where I'm not even going to go up. So that, but, but other than that, yeah. And Savon uh, told Sevan told them to get, to get a girlfriend with a dog. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. That would actually be nice. I didn't even genuinely, I didn't even think about that. I should do that, shouldn't I? But thank you so That's much a, for even having me. It's a double whammy. Anytime, brother. All right, uh, Josh, uh, great meeting you. Please stay in touch, and uh, our paths right. shall cross again. Thanks for – thank you. Thanks, everybody, for watching. Thank you so much for the compliments. <laughs> Thanks for having me on. I'll see you guys later. Not compliments, just observations. Just observations. <laughs> thank you. Josh Shakespeare. Sevon, look into nootropics. I need your thoughts. Is it, what is that like mushrooms? I, I I was with someone yesterday, and I was like, "Hey, I, could, I can't do drugs ever. I don't want to do anything that like makes it so like I can't drive my kid to the emergency room." You know what I mean? I could never be so free right now where I I, I think I would be comfortable like uh, taking mushrooms or ecstasy or LSD or something. You know, I have I have MDMA here somewhere too, believe it or not. I know you guys have seen the giant bag of weed. Someone gave me this. Like, I've never even opened this. You guys want to see this? This is kind of crazy. Someone gave me this. One of the employees at CrossFit Inc. gave me this. I can't believe I've never opened this. I shit you not. And I did something for him. And he said, hey, I gave you two hits of Molly. This is like fucking, I don't know how long ago it was. I think he watches the show, the guy. I mean, I, I feel something in here. I feel something in here. Oh, Nelly. This is crazy. There they are. I can't even tell. 
They look like um, they look like Flintstones. They look like Flintstones. It's a blue pill. It's a really weird shape. I can't tell if it has something written on it. Can you guys see that? There's two of them. Bam. (laughs) No, I don't think it's Viagra. Anyway, there's the, uh, I want, no, no, what do it? Are you fucking crazy? Fed's about to show up at your house, bro. Fine, show up. I don't even, I, I don't even know what it is. I just know that he said, hey, I really appreciate what you did for me, and I gave you two hits of ecstasy. So that's that. Put it back in the drawer. And I'll stay in there forever. What else? Is, you want to see what else is in this drawer? This knife. I didn't even, I don't even know I had a knife like this. What do you think? My vision's gone to shit. Opinal. It's an opinal, uh, some sort of knife. You want to see what else is in here? Look at this. A DVD CD player for a fucking Apple computer. Which most of you never even seen one of those. There's, there's a couple of other things in there that probably I shouldn't show anyone. Imagine what I can't show you if I can show you the ecstasy. Fed's about to show up at the dough. Uh, Sevy looks awkward holding. Um, uh, Sevy looks so awkward holding bad things. You mean just the way I was like. Uh, maybe I should change the thumbnail to this show to just like uh, ecstasy. Uh, Sevi has the blue meth. Is that what it's called? The blue meth. Oh, from um, what was that movie? Breaking Bad. The blue meth. Show us. We won't tell. I don't own any dildos. There's no dildos in my house. No dildos or vibrators or any type of uh, sex. I mean, not that I know of. So no sexual paraphernalia. There's condoms. I should have asked Seth Gruber what he thinks about condoms. It seems so short if I get off right now, right? What a short show that would be. We've been doing some three-hour shows. No Caleb today. Do you guys notice? No Caleb. No Sousa. We we could call Sousa. You want to call him? Let's call him and see. Uh, I'm gonna try. I'll try punching in his number. Uh, He's in my favorites. Oh, I wonder if I'm taking the kids skateboarding today. Hold on. Let me, I should put my wife's phone number in here. Mm. Can you guys hear me dialing? Let me see. Because it's raining, which is bizarre. (laughs) Yeah, just me. I could call Boz. Should we call Boz? Oh, the the open thing is today at 12, right? Let's hear your 23. I don't have any. Hello, you reached Kaylee. Okay. Um, Oh, maybe she won't answer because I'm calling on that phone. She didn't recognize that number. 
Sorry for that noise. Hello, users Kaylee. Leave a message. Oh. Thanks. Hey. Hi. Hey. Did you just call? Oh yeah. Was that you calling me back on the on the phone here? I did. I was just curious to see what would happen. Oh yeah. I did you it, it came in with uh, some something that I didn't feel comfortable answering. I'll tell you after the air. That was interesting. Remind me to tell you what I saw on the phone. <laughs> Hey, um, am I taking the kids skateboarding or is that canceled? It's canceled. Okay. All right. I love you. I'm going to hang out with the team for a little bit. Okay. I just have to leave like at 1030 for a class. Okay. Oh, are you getting something waxed or? Class. No. Pilates. Getting your nails done? <laughs> yeah. My hair, my nails. You're good, dude. Tanning bed. All right. All that. Okay. Okay. Love you. Bye. Uh, bye. I love you. Uh, Okay, now let's call uh let's call Sousa. Um I, he he probably isn't going to recognize this number either. I don't think the cops can just come to my house because I I I made up some story about how I have ecstasy in a drawer can. They it's just a, it's just a prop, right? Uh I'm calling Matt Souza, executive producer of the Seven Podcast. He might not answer. I've been really uh, I've been kind of harsh to Matt the last two days. Maybe that's why him and Caleb didn't show up. You reach Matt, leave a message, and I'll get back to you as soon as I can. Oh, okay. I see the text. Uh, skateboarding's been canceled. All right. Want you guys see me try to run the show by myself for a second? Live call-in show. Okay. Oh, this is fun. This is fun. For those of you who are watching uh, on screens, you're going to want to see this. Uh, this is uh, very interesting. Oh, but I'm not going to be able to do the stuff that Caleb does. Caleb knows how to make the screen big. I don't know how to do that. Uh, wait till you see this. How do how do I how do I how do I make this big? I hit. Oh, there we go. Look at this thing. Someone sent me this. This thing is bizarre. What do you think of that? What do you think of that? You think that's real or you think that's CGI? Isn't that a trip? It's like some sort of. It's called Good Night. What a bizarre machine. It's, it's, it's like a windmill and each blade is like, or no, it's like a steam engine, but each blade is a tongue and it's licking what looks to be an apricot or a peach that's been opened up. And I like it how the apricot and the peach is like on wires that bounces up and down. Oh, oh, that's got to be CGI. Did you see how that it's dripping? That can't be real, right? Okay, that must be CGI. Because that thing wouldn't drip like that over and over. 
Okay. That's fake. Okay. All right. Well, I'm glad I was able to figure that out with you guys. Uh, looks like a torture device. Not real. Uh, reminds me of Amsterdam. Yikes. Uh, yeah. Oh, Trish didn't like that. Okay. Um, oh, you think it's very sexual? Uh, never, never even crossed my mind. <laughs> Tomorrow morning, we have, I forget that this show even has guests. Oh, good. Tomorrow, we don't have a guest again. Uh, tomorrow morning, no guest. Oh, we're, we're on this evening at 5 p.m. Uh, with Andrew Hiller. We're going to watch Andrew Hiller do the workout. And Taylor and JR will be here. I think JR will be here. JR is kind of hard to pin down. He's got like shit going on, like a business and kids and shit. And then tomorrow morning, we have a live call-in show. I got to have Hiller on. He's made so many videos. I want to talk to him. We got to just catch up with him, right? Just hang out with Hiller for a little bit. Uh, Saturday, um, uh, Josh Bridges is coming on. And then Sunday, live call-in show. And then Monday, we have uh, Ronnie Teasdale coming on, Raw Earth. That machine is the biggest tease. Yeah, what a trippy machine, right? I once hooked Ron up to a sump pump and sucked the soul out of his body. Ron who? Jeremy? Wow, listen, listen to this. Uh, Ron rigged one of those up to my old sewing machine, Oscar Mayer wieners and a few dowel rods. My goodness. You miss Hiller. Yes, call Hiller. I get, what I, I, I don't know. Hiller has to be on here with his face. Oh, shit, James O'Keefe. That's what I wanted to ask him about. All right. Uh, I am really enjoying the Trish IG so far. There's a Trish IG? Trish has an IG? Is that true? I don't think I don't uh, uh, Heidi says uh, Sevon each week you should have a 30 minute segment with a regular Joe from the chat it'll ruin it it'll ruin if you meet any of these people in real life it'll ruin it for you just like if any of you ever met me in real life it would ruin it for you trust me hi Jeremy what's up dude that's not what Philip said Philip said you were pretty cool to me in real life yeah, he's like he's fucking lying. I'm telling you, it's a, it's gonna be just a war, it's gonna be a letdown. He seems like that kind of a guy that a just loves that just loves everyone. And, and that being said, I did like meeting him. I did like meeting him. So maybe, maybe that was just a fluke. Maybe he's a good dude. But anytime yeah. anyone calls in, everyone's like, "I fucking hate that guy." Hang up on him. Shut up. And it's like, geez. That's that's why I called in. I was you were talking about hiding. I was like, let's see if. Uh, Let's see how long I can talk before Heidi tells me to shut the fuck up. Hey, what did you what did you think about that guest we just had on? What did you think about uh, Josh Shakespeare? That's actually why uh, I was calling in. That is a stud of a human being. I, I mean, you've had some killer guests. Um, that guy was amazing. Well, why did you like him so much? I, I, I he seems so. I didn't realize how. You, it's always interesting to me when I talk to really young people like that. 
Sure. Like, yeah, like he seemed almost a little guarded. He seemed a little guarded. At first, yeah. But I thought, you know, with your style and how you typically go with people like that, you got him to open up a lot. I mean, hell, he, he was talking about suicide. I mean, does it get deeper than that? You know? Yeah, that's it. That's a great point. And, and I do. And I was going to I will say this by the last 30 minutes. I was like, oh, this guy feels like a friend now. Yeah, totally. Totally. I, I really like them uh, for all of that. And because, you know, as a black dude, that's why I jokingly put a comment in there when I first tuned in about, oh, a black guy that doesn't talk like he's black or whatever. Right. Oh, um, I missed it. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's all good. But uh, that's how it was growing up for me. Uh, black guy that I just, you know, you, you know what my name means now, Jeremy World, Jimmy World. Um, they're not a, they're definitely not a hip hop group. Uh, right. Let's just say that. Right. So like, you know, I'm into, not that I don't like hip hop, but you know, I'm into all sorts of things. Basically the color of my skin, as, as you always talk about, and I believe since I was a kid, doesn't, it doesn't matter. You know, it makes me, it definitely makes me receive the sun a hell of a lot better in the summer than, than, than a white person. That's for sure. But besides that, it doesn't matter. And the vibe that I got that I think all of us got from Josh was just that it doesn't, it doesn't matter what your, you know, as Hiller says, it doesn't matter what your skin color is and, and stuff like that. And I just really liked his style and his view on that. I, I thought that was fantastic. So really hit home with me. Yeah. I would like to have him on again. I'd be curious just to see just how our relationship uh, progresses. I feel like I also, For the sure. show, I feel like I used to have people on like him all the time by like him. I mean, people that I didn't know and it was going to be a kind of an awkward interview. And I just feel like I, I hadn't done that in a while. And then that, that we were back to that kind of with him. It just reminded me of a lot of guests from like year one. Yeah. Yeah. And I was going to ask, uh, that's a great point. I was going to ask like, how did you come across him? Like, just that, just on him? Instagram. I just saw that bit he did on Rittenhouse and I was like, fuck, this should be good. Um, I'd be curious to have this on. And I'm kind of like to blindly like invite people on the show, always kind of hoping I'll get someone who isn't red pilled. I, I would like to like accent. I like, uh, we had a guy on here. We stumbled upon him who was crazy blue pill guy. Do you remember the guy? He was the guy that did the snapping. He's like crazy woke. What's his name? Uh, he did that thing. Uh, does anyone know that guy's name? It was, um, was it recently? No, it was like a year ago. He does the songs and he, oh. and he hits the table. He'll be like, I'm so happy. I'm so happy that I believe in feminism. So go fuck yourself if you like Trump. Remember that guy? <laughs> no, I don't. I'm going to have to look uh, back. I yeah, want to, he, I, I want to know what you're talking about. Anyway, no, no, not Tyler Fisher. Although Tyler Fisher was interesting too, right? Uh, that's a guy who... Yeah, no, that was another interesting guest. The comedians are hard, man. They're fucking weird. Yeah, yeah, that's another great point. There's been hard. some comedians that were like, uh, like, what the, where's, do they have any depth in their life at all? And this guy was like, this is good. This is good. Okay, good. That makes me happy. You guys don't know who I'm talking about? You guys don't? Oh, Josiah. Wow. Elise Carr Riddow. Riddow. Uh, what up, Elise? Uh, yeah, she says it was uh, Josiah. Yeah, that's the guy. It was some guy named Josiah. That brings about. You can't expect a comedian. I don't expect them just to turn it on. But if I get called to be on a podcast, I'm going to carry it. 
unless the, unless oh. the host wants to carry it, then I'll then I'll back down. Josiah Fraser, maybe that's who it was. Yeah, that guy was so fucking blue pill and trapped in his head, but it was still fun mm-hmm. having him on. I like the challenge. Um, mm-hmm. uh, but um, yeah. If I if I went on a podcast, uh, you can't expect me to just turn on. But I, I, yeah, I don't know. I just I just think that if you show up to someone's house, if someone has me on a podcast, if if the like when Peter asked me to go on the podcast, I'm like ready to just like I want to give him something. I want him to. I want to make sure that when people watch that podcast with me, they're like, holy shit, I didn't know that about Sevon, or I can't believe he said that. You know what I mean? I'm going to slip in at least one skull fucking joke. That's why your podcast, the first one with uh, uh, Tosh, you add value and you make things better than you left them. I think that's why I was sending all the clips of that one because that whole three hours of you guys talking was about adding value. I think as human beings... Where did uh, you send clips? Wait, wait, wait. wait, Like, go about Where did you send clips? Uh, I think I sent them to your Instagram and then the podcast Instagram about adding, you know, uh, the values he was talking about and then the overall, the overarching theme of leaving things better than you found them. I think, I think, I think we've lost that uh, largely in society. People just, they don't want to add any value. They just want to bitch and complain. And are you really six, five? Hell no. In my head. Yeah. But <laughs> five, ten, five, ten in real life. Um, it, it, by the way, if any, if anyone, um, oh, if any, you know what we need to upload? We need to upload when uh, David Lucas was on here, that clip that we made of him. But if anyone uh, has has timestamps from shows that I did that you think should be clips, just please put them in the comments. So some people send me shit on, Insta- on Instagram. There's no fucking way. Like if you send me a link to a seven minute video on Instagram, there's no fucking way I can watch that. Oh, yeah. I'm going through like fucking the thousand DMs and you want me to stop and spend seven minutes on your shit. There's no fucking way. Or you send me something that I need to keep forever. Like a, a a time code. Please don't do that. Don't send me more. Unless it's a seven minute clip of you telling me how great I am. Do not send it. (laughs) Is Heidi yelling at me yet to get off your phone? No, she's, she's, uh, she wants to know what time the announcement is. What time is the announcement? Uh, Eric Weiss says, okay, Jeremy, stop the slurp session. I, I didn't feel like him. He wasn't blowing me. What are you talking about? I down there, Mr. Weiss. He's in the dad group with us. Oh. So oh, how was that? How, how, was, uh, how was Yosemite? Holy crap, man. Uh, coming from a place like Wisconsin, it's pretty flat here. A few hills here and there to go to, to go somewhere like that. We went to San Francisco to Groveland, which was beautiful too. And then drove up to Yosemite and uh, whew, that was incredible. I've never seen anything like that uh, besides on pictures. And it was a great time. A lot of stuff in the works. So did you guys, excited. did you guys cl- climb half dome? We climbed something. It was really foggy. Uh, so, I mean, you got to see, a, you got to see enough, but uh, I don't remember which one we climbed. We climbed something, led us to a waterfall. I cried a little bit, and then we climbed back down. Oh, that's nice. You did cry a little bit? Yeah, some tears were shed. That's for sure. Um, just because it was just a, lo- a long hike and just emotions were stirred? That and uh, not to get too personal. I just going to tell me to set up now for sure, but I'm going through a divorce and got three little kids. And oh, shit. There's a lot of, 
lot of shit developing in my life. And uh, it was just kind of one of those moments I was standing there. I was like, oh, wow, this is pretty cool. This is pretty crazy. Things are going to be okay. So on and so forth. Wow. Um, can you tell us why you're going through a divorce? Or better not to well, talk about it on here. No, no, that's fine. I'm, go- I'm, you know, I'm reading, uh, I read this book, uh, Mindset, Carol Dweck, really good book. And it talks about growth mindset versus fixed mindset. So to sum everything up, basically, I am of the growth mindset and uh, ex-wife was not of the growth mindset and we clashed. And uh, yeah, that was it. Oh, that fucking sucks. You, you, um, this probably doesn't help to say this, but I always think like if that's the one thing I really want to avoid, that seems like such a, a divorce seems like so much hard work. Oh, it's it's shitty, man. It's it's especially you know, and I don't discredit anyone uh, who was single or uh, excuse me, uh, didn't have kids. But when you when you had kids, and my kids are five, eight, and ten like they don't deserve this you know like let's let's work this shit out it can be worked out there's no abuse there's no anything like that it's just you know little things that can be worked on that i tried and he didn't want to and that's the hardest part is the kids oh i don't wish that anybody she doesn't want to try no no she didn't want to try she was just she has just she wants to party she wants to do her thing and i'm like yeah i don't i'm I mean, not that I don't like to party from time to time, but like I'm not trying to be wasted all the time and stuff like that. And that was her thing, and didn't work for me. I had this. I had this girlfriend that um, it it was like that too. Um, she she wanted a certain lifestyle, and I remember the things some some of the things she wanted to do, and one of the things was was to go out one day a week to a bar and drink a glass of wine. Oh yeah, and she wanted like that kind of like commitment from me. Uh, like, yeah, that's too much. And I'm that's, like, that's like I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't, like, I, I don't, I don't want to do that. I, I don't, um, I mean, if it happens, it happens. If we go to the bar seven nights a week, but I can't, like, there's months will go by where I need to just have my head down and be working. Exactly. I can't exactly. give that. And it, it's like two, three days a week with three kids and work and, and, and all this shit. And, you know, I coach CrossFit, uh, manage a gym and everything. And I'm like, I'm not. You know, I can't do that. I can't, I can't give you that. And, uh, that was like a deal breaker for her. I'm like, that's, that's pretty wild, man. Like that is I would wild. Think a woman would, would a woman who's married to a guy with three kids would, would be like understanding of that. But I don't know. Do you want to hear something crazy? I never take my wife out. And I mean, never. Do you do that on purpose? Or no. Or just, you guys are no, always just, doing shit? Like, like for me and my wife, like, it, like I say, mean this from the bottom of my heart. Like if we go grocery shopping together, it's like fucking date. That's like our date night. Hey, if that works. I mean, I, I, I mean, totally I fucking love, I fucking love it. Yeah. I mean, if she ain't mad about it, if she's not like, well, you know, like, no, she doesn't. Okay with it, she cool. can't, there's, there's shit that has to be done. Our life's just not there. I agree. Uh, we worked out for the first time. She asked me the other day, she said, Hey, I wrote this workout up. You want to do it? And I said, yeah. And she looked at me like, like I'd, she had seen a fucking ghost. I'm like, yeah. And it was probably the first, I mean, we, uh, I, I, and we went from doing every single workout together for fucking five years. 
We went from taking yeah. every, if one of us was showering, the other one was showering. We went from taking every shower together for five years. We went from, I mean, just completely to like, yeah, you're fucking right. We have three fucking kids. Yes, exactly. Like, dude. Not like that stuff has gone forever, but. Right. You know, it's, I, I don't feel like it's gone forever. Me. Yeah. No, it's not. But there's <laughs> work that needs to be done. And yeah, that's and, awesome and, that she's cool with that. Though. And Love I wouldn't that. be able to enjoy myself spending money at a bar knowing I could use that to buy batteries for my kids' toys. I just wouldn't. Yeah, totally. I just couldn't. Um, I don't know. Sevon, take your wife yeah. out once in a while. <laughs> I knew. So was that, is that Jody? She no, it's it. Trish. But the good guess, Jody. I actually, um, uh, this morning, I was going to uh, lean over and get a piece. Uh, but, uh, it, but of course, fucking there's someone was in the bed with us. Always. Always. Like, are you fucking kidding me? Oh, uh, it's funny. It'll get better. It'll get better. My kids are, well, two of them are a little older. It'll get better. But yeah, I don't mind. It's, it's just, it's all fun and games. Hell yeah. Love it. Okay. Well, brother, uh, I'm sorry that you're going through that, but you sound like you have your head on your shoulders and, uh, I'm glad you got to come to California and, uh, Yosemite is a great place to blow off some steam. I, I hiked half dome one time. It was like 11 miles up, 11 miles down. And I remember it was extremely emotional for me. And I didn't expect that when I went on the hike, it was just like something I wanted to check off a list. And mm -hmm. it was, it was very emotional for me. Oh yeah. Totally. All right. I appreciate you. Yep. Thank you. I appreciate you too. Thanks for calling. All right. Peace out. Bye. Damn. People live lives, dude. A divorce with three kids. I would get a swastika tattooed on my forehead before I'd want to do that. On my whole face. I would seriously take a fucking uh, ice pick and run it through the center of my penis before I did that. I cannot fucking think of anything I would least less, least rather do. Oh, my. Oh, my. I, I actually had a friend call me the other day. Famous guy. He said, fuck, we're so lucky. Oh, do you want me to uh, heat up ground beef? Oh, please. Um. And say, God, we're so fucking lucky. And the first thing I thought, why? Because we're not divorced. I forget what he said. I think th I think he said. No, he said something else. But he was like, yeah, that too. One of my friends who's a physician, a doctor, got a divorce a couple of years ago. And like, he's always in my ear. Don't ever do that. Um, that's funny. You asked me, Sevon, are you carnivoring? I am very, I've had a fucking, I've been raging the last, last month and I've kind of gone to shit. Um, st still working out every day, still being pretty good. Like, um, you know, like at, at Greg's thing, I didn't eat any cake or I didn't eat the Mac and cheese, but fuck dude, I've been drinking like a fish just everywhere I go. I feel like. And so I was thinking maybe I should just do, I really want to do that thing. Jafee, um, did where you just, uh, have a steak every night and then, uh, and water. I'm not jacked. I'm just, I'm big. I mean, I work out a lot. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, you know what I mean? I'm not jacked. I'm a schlep right now, but I was Daniel. I was actually thinking about it, but I appreciate it, Philip. Yeah. Everyone there looked jacked. There's a lot of nice bodies there. 
A lot of like people who look like they work out. Uh, alcohol is just super sugar. Well, great. Thanks. That's why I didn't eat the cake. No, <laughs> not really bloated. I don't get bloated. I'm just, I'm just, you, you know, like when I drink, I just get like more stiff and probably inflammation. Just when I think of bloated, I think it was around the gut. It's just everything. You know what I mean? I mean, I feel great now. I, I, I actually fat normally, you know, I guys, I fast on Sundays, but yesterday I didn't eat at all yesterday. So now I'm like approaching probably 36 hours or something. Uh, because my wife said she was doing it today. So I was like, you know what? I need to do that. It doesn't hurt to get an extra day of not eating in. I tried, uh, I tried NO explode because I heard Hiller talking about it. I don't know if you guys have ever tried that shit. That shit's crazy. That shit is crazy. Uh, Matt Burns, does Greg drink a lot? No, only after uh, 7 p.m. does he drink. Um, uh, Ch- Chafee had a plate of steaks every night, not just one. Oh, okay, a whole plate. Yeah, I'm down with that. I think Greg might come on the show Friday. Oh, Greg Matosian. I know I saw that. That's weird. Dude, that Don Lemon thing is crazy. Should I play that? Uh, Philip, that Don Lemon thing you sent me is crazy. Uh... Uh, used to take that when I was deployed. No is intense. Brandon Lecoq. Brand Brandon Lecoq. Yeah, you've been carnivoring and feel the best you've felt in your whole life. Yeah, it's crazy. Probably shouldn't get nutrition advice from Hiller. Are we allowed to type if Greg is on? Yeah, type away. Uh, um, I've been saying what for two years? Oh, that I, that I'm good, that I was drinking a lot this month. Uh, Don Levin would uh, Don Lemon would love Sevon's microphone. Well, this this video that Philip sent is so crazy. Um, I wonder how I get it to this computer. Let me see. You guys will trip. It's it's like it's it's like I stole his entire shtick from him and he abandoned it. It's like I'm the it shows it shows how fucking people can be kind of almost red pilled and then get uh blue pilled. I didn't I I guess I knew that was possible. But wait till you see this shit. Let me see if I can find it. How do I send it to this computer? Hmm. Oh, maybe I'll just go to this Instagram account. Blexit. Blexit? Blexit. Blexit? You guys are going to trip on this. Blexit. Uh, oh, here it is. Okay. There you go. Really? 
really problem. Here's just five things that you should want to fix the problem. Here's just five things that you should think about doing. Here's number five. Pull up your pants. Walking around with your and your underwear showing is not okay. In fact, it comes from prison when they take away belts from the prisoner so that they can't make a weapon. And then it evolved into which role a prisoner would have during male-on-male prison sex. The one with the really low pants is a submissive one. You get my point? Can you guys hear this? Number four now is the N-word. By promoting the use of that word when it's not germane to the conversation, have you ever considered that you may just be perpetuating the stereotype the master intended, acting like a Now, number three, respect where you live. Start small by not dropping trash, littering in your own communities. I've lived in several predominantly white neighborhoods in my life. I rarely, if ever, witness people littering. I live in Harlem now. It's an historically black neighborhood. Every single day I see adults and children dropping their trash on the ground when a garbage can is just feet away. Just being honest here. Number two, finish school. You want to break the cycle of poverty? Stop telling kids they're acting white because they go to school or they speak proper English. A high school dropout makes on average $19,000 a year. A high high school graduate makes $28,000 a year. A college graduate makes $51,000 a year. Over the course of a career, a college grad will make nearly a million dollars more than a high school graduate. That's a lot of money. And number one, and probably the most important, just because you can have a baby, it doesn't mean you should, especially without planning for one or getting married first. More than 72% of children in the African-American. Right, right. Where did this Don Lemon come from? Where did he go? Hey, what's crazy is he's gone full flamboyant gay dude now. Like he's completely revamped himself. He's he's completely. Um, hey, there's an interview he does with Morgan Freeman where he's like, God, I'm so tired of being the black guy. I wish I, I'm so tired about talking about racism and all that. And Morgan Freeman's like, then stop talking about it. And instead, in the last two years, he's gone full fucking retard. Is this when Don Lemon was straight? I guess. I don't know what happened to him. He's gone full, he's gone full victim though. He's gone full uh he's gone full white supremacist. It's, it's crazy. You think that's what it is trying to stay relevant that you just sell out that hard? I mean, that's fucking crazy. I think you have to like literally fall asleep and forget where you came from. All right. Uh thanks for tuning in. I'm going to go eat um, some meat. I'm going to work out a little bit. And I'm actually, I think I'm going to watch the um, the open. It's uh, who, who, it's a Vellner against uh, Krennikov, right? That'll be cool. Yeah, uh, Morgan and Denzel have some great interviews. Uh, Wad Zombie, so does uh, Lil Wayne. There's some great, there's some great ones out there. Some great, great talks on it. Uh, don't ever go full retard. Yeah. Oh, are you guys watch? So listen to this. So I want to tell you a little bit about Tyson Bajan. So if you guys don't know, the reason why no one's talking about him, or why some of you think, you know what the fuck you're talking about, but you don't is the NFL teams do not want to talk about him because they don't want to draw more attention to him because they don't want him to get fucking picked. They want him and the dra- the combines coming up uh, very soon. 
and Tyson's going to be performing at the combine. And uh, ESPN, there's, I think there's going to be 106 guys or something at the combine. And uh, ESPN only picks five guys to do features on, and they've picked Tyson. And you know why that I think they've picked Tyson? Because they know. Because they know that's not the story that they want to miss. They know. Now, no one knows for sure what, 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 what round he's going to get picked in. No one knows. The draft's three days. And, and if he gets picked at all, it'll be a fucking miracle, right? No one's been picked from Division II since 1996. No one's ever been picked from his college since 1960. But maybe he will get picked in the first round, and it'll be the fucking biggest story in football for, the, you know, for that blip, for that moment. It'll go on to be a franchise quarterback, and it'll be like, holy shit. And that's what I'm betting on. Uh, he just played the Senior Bowl, the biggest football game for um, all of college football. Uh, he threw 17 completions. The next best quarterback there threw 11. And uh, and he was voted by the players as the coolest player there, by all the players. So um, I hope he goes to the Giants. Isn't that a, a baseball team? Oh, you changed your picture again. Is there still a New York Giants? Is it the New York Giants? San Francisco Giants. Uh, anyway, I'm pumped. I'm pumped for him. Anyway, he's going to be doing the combine. I'll keep up to speed on how he does there, and then the draft will come. Yeah, and someone, uh, Matt Burns is saying uh, you can watch the uh, combine if you have the NFL Network. Oh, uh, uh, New York Giants. Oh, my guy. All right. So, uh, yeah. All right. Jets, baby. Gabe, what's up? Paper Street Coffee. What's up? All right. That being said, I will see you guys uh, this evening. Um, hopefully it's a workout that we can watch Hiller do in his garage and, uh, I will talk to you guys soon. Bye.